Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, Tell all you have truth. to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours truth. a day, seven days a week on Every YouTube. Day. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is your favorite fumigation squad, the Monty Show. Presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, where you never pay a consultation fee. You never, ever pay anything up front. You never reach into your pocket. See, you don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. So in this beautiful weather, you're back on your motorcycle, you're back on your bicycles and your scooters. Bad things are going to happen. It's It's inevitable. And what you need to know is that it's not your fault that that distracted driver hit you. You didn't deserve that, but you do deserve an advocate at the advocates.com. The Monty Show live on Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. Should we uh, share the elevator story now or later? Uh, Let's go go later. We should should get the people what they want. Okay. Jake had an incident in the elevator today. I had nothing to do with that. Mm Mm-hmm. I want that everybody to know that. Mm-hmm. We'll describe the elevator incident coming up later in the showgram. Uh, but of course, you just couldn't help yourself. You just couldn't help yourself. Uh, we start the program as we always do with as the Pac-12 turns. Program. And a lot of people talking this week about the fact that the Pac-12 is turning awfully slowly and may stop spinning altogether this week. And a lot of that is centered around Colorado. So we thought we would take today and tell you everything that we know about Colorado after reaching out to all of our sources around the conference and in the TV industry. It seems to be pretty status quo. It is true, and we were able to confirm through multiple sources that the Big 12 continues to speak with several members of the conference. We were able to confirm that Arizona and Colorado, along with Arizona State, have spoken recently to the Big 12, and that Arizona and Colorado seem to be the most passionate about making a move away from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. After speaking with people today, not one person told us that this was imminent or happening this week. And I know there's a lot of fanfare you know, around Colorado, and they were going to make an announcement today. I have not gotten that feeling from the people that I've spoken to. I can tell you that there's pretty much a unanimous belief amongst the people we speak to that Colorado would very much like to make a move to the Big 12 if the Pac-12 TV deal, which is set to be pretty well determined in the next, I would say, 10 days, um, if that deal is under $25 million, I believe that Colorado will instantly be the first one to go to the Big 12. Uh, Based on what I have heard, I believe Arizona would immediately follow. And where Arizona goes, Arizona State's not far behind. So you can see this this rather significant domino effect. But I would also caution you in the hysteria. Yes, there is a Board of Regents meeting tomorrow at Arizona. But I am told it has absolutely nothing to do with the Big 12 or the Pac-12 TV deal. I am told that they have administrative duty they have to handle in that meeting. I don't know what that is in in detail, but I am told the meeting at Arizona tomorrow is not an emergency. We're leaving the conference meeting. Um, Maybe it turns into that. I have no idea. 
Uh, but from what I understand, Arizona is not meeting tomorrow, the Board of Regents, to discuss uh, Big 12 membership. They are they are strictly in session uh, to discuss um, they, the administrative issues. And by the way, it also reminds you, if they were going to discuss um, leaving the Pac-12, they would have to take a vote in public um, and they would have to have a discussion period. So... It doesn't seem like that's what's on the agenda tomorrow. Um, I think we all need to take a breath and let the TV situation work itself out. I still maintain that by the time the calendar flips to June 1st, we're going to have a much clearer picture. Uh, I have heard that repeatedly, and I, I don't think there's much of a reason, Jake, to, to change our opinion on that. Yeah, I just think that there's not a there's not a reason. There's not a, 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 a an initiative or any type of any type of cause to to change our opinion on everything that he just said and I, and I think that when you look at Colorado's situation it's just like Arizona's situation it's just like the rest of the Pac-12 situation which is they need to know what the number on the TV deal is and 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 I really do feel like the hysteria with Colorado really stems from Dion and this whole thing about them you know their long betting odds to win the college football playoff and so it starts there and then it bleeds into the TV deal and then there's a border regents meeting on this day or that day and it, and it just kind of snowballs and so to me, I'm not saying certainly that it's some, you know, nothing burger that they're having a meeting or that things are happening. But what I am saying is that when you look at meetings or setup or, or, or things that are on the schedule, you have to look at the facts. And he's exactly right. I mean, you have there's a certain process that has to play out to vote on whether you want to leave or whether you want to do this or do that. So if that process is not on the schedule, you know they're not voting to leave. It's just that's just what it is. So to me, I just think, yeah, hysteria is the right word. At the same time, I, I've always maintained that that the Pac-12 presidents and ADs and leadership can sit here and tell us that the that they're not running short on time. And I'm telling you that they've been running short on time for months. Like, ultimately, like, it, imagine if the 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 Big 12 was in in this situation with them. Like, if the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were competing for a TV deal how much different this situation would be. But we don't have that situation because someone named Brett Yormark decided to get out to market early and get the job done. And that's why I think the Pac-12 is running out of time because you know you hear about, and we're going to talk a lot about Pat McAfee today, but you hear about Pat McAfee type things happening. Like whether it's the WNBA, whether it's you know the Phoenix Suns deal. I mean, there's so many examples now. Every time a TV deal gets done, your time is shortened. And I think the Pac-12 is rather resigned to that, at least publicly. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that has become very clear um, as we have covered this story, and I, I don't even think there's any question, is that Colorado has significant interest in joining the Big 12. I don't think that's breaking news or surprise to anybody. Um, from what we, we have heard repeatedly, and we've reported this over the last 10 days, um, I think we have a pretty good idea of where the Pac-12 TV deal is. And that is that I think it's $90 million a year for five years with ESPN, um, who's going to get the second or third best game in the conference every Saturday. And I think you are going to have to find a streamer of some sort. Now, what that ultimately turns into, I don't know. I have a real hesitation in believing that that would be Apple TV because I don't see that Apple TV wants anything um, that's not the entire package. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't, that's not how Apple TV has ever done business. So I have a hard time believing 
the streaming partner will be um, Apple TV. But we have told you repeatedly that the Arizona schools, Washington, Oregon, and Utah all want ESPN to be their linear TV partner. They understand the reach. They understand the eyeballs that that gives them. They understand the financial ramifications of of being on ESPN. And I would tell you those are largely, with the exception of, of Utah, those are largely the same schools that are opposed to Apple being your exclusive partner because they're not in on streaming. Because again, I think those schools recognize the ramifications of that of streaming all of your stuff on Apple TV, you're cutting your reach, which is already cut in half. You're taking another quarter out of that. You're going to get a quarter of the reach of everybody else across the country. And that's just not a, a situation that is sustainable. So you're not going to be able to get a grant of rights on that. I think you're simply in a situation where hysteria rules the day and you have to take yourself out of it. I do not believe for a second that Colorado is ready to jump to the Big 12 today. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I do not believe for a second that, um, and I guess there was a, a report a couple of weeks ago that said the linear part of the TV deal was done. I have not heard that. And I, I talked to our sources at ESPN multiple times a week, and I have not one time heard that they have a deal done or that they are, you know, like there was a report that ESPN was completely out on the Pac-12. They're not. ESPN has said, we're not going to move our, our financial number up. And if you watch this show on a regular basis, you know this is what we have reported for weeks and months now, that ESPN's at $90 million for five years, and they're not going to go beyond that. And so they know where they're at. So the idea that ESPN is out altogether is just simply not true. I think the Pac-12 wants far more than $90 million per school, $900 million a year, I think they 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 want far more than that for their tier one rights. Now, are they going to get that? I I would I would doubt that. I would seriously doubt that they would get anywhere near three hundred million total. Seriously doubt they can get that number. Mm-hmm. My guess is that they're going to wind up around two hundred million dollars a year. With all due respect, in total compensation, and I think nine million dollars of that is going to come from ESPN. Nine million per school. Um, I think is 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 going to have to come from somewhere else. And I think you're really going to struggle to find a deal to get you past $20 million a year. Because if ESPN is in at $90 million and that's it, I, I, I just don't see how that makes you get to $30 million, $40 million. Again, Washington State's president yesterday bloviating about how they were going to get a deal that's on par with the Big 12. I I, I, I would be shocked if that happened. It would be a stunning turn of events if the Pac-12 were able to come up anywhere near, I, I would say anywhere near $25 million. <coughs> I think at this point would be just an unbelievable win. Yeah. I, I mean, that would, be, that would be amazing. But yeah. if ESPN is, you know, if ESPN is serious at, at you know, at, at the numbers that we're talking about, I just don't see how you, I don't see how you win. If ESPN is going to pay you $90 million a year, where are you going to get the other $110 million to get to $20 million? That's the biggest question I have. Yeah. Because I don't see a streaming partner, and we've heard repeatedly, uh, and we've told you on this show, that Amazon Prime Sports is no longer bidding for Pac-12 content. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that is, if, if, if at the end of the day, Amazon's out, 
I don't see a whole lot of other places to go to stream your content. Waves in opposition. And, and so now you start getting into, okay, well, are we going to stream it in-house? Or, you know, like you're going to have to be really creative here, mm-hmm. which is why I go back to our report uh, of March 11th that NBC Universal was very interested in. Dennis Dodd reported last Friday that NBC Universal was getting um, very serious about trying to acquire the, the Pac-12 TV package in, in totality, which, hey, that's fantastic. If, if that indeed is the case, yeah. you don't need to worry about Apple and you don't need to worry about ESPN because it's NBC Universal in total. That's why I say I, I, reports that say the broadcast TV part of this deal is done, Jake. I, I, I'm just not buying that. Yeah, and I just think that there's too many X factors at play. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if it was a situation where, you know, it was very clear that, you know, ESPN wanted to commit like, you know, let's say, you know, I, I don't know, $30 million a year per school or something, some great number and everything was awesome. And it was just a matter of working out, you know, how much was going to be on ESPN plus, let's say, or how much of their content was going to be on stream. Okay. Then I would feel a little more comfortable being like, yeah, you know, like the Pac-12 is fine. Like they're just kind of, they're just kind of trying to massage this, you know, instead of 50, 50 linear and stream, maybe it's 70, 30 linear stream or whatever. Like if that was the situation, I would feel a lot better about this thing. But, yeah. the, but the problem yep. is, is we know for a fact, it's not even in dispute. It's not in question what ESPN's position is. It's not in question, you know, what some of these schools position is because the fact is, these these institutions have to make a certain amount of money out of their athletic program every single year, and the TV part part of that, or the distribution part of that, is a is is obviously the lion's share of the of the budget. So if you're only getting pennies on the dollar, that's not going to work, and then you're going to be forced into going and finding a better solution, which is what ultimately brings me back to, you know, again, these localized distribution deals. I don't understand. Why the Pac-12 is not looking at, you know, hey, we're going to have, this is going to be our national schedule, right? Like, we're going to have one game per week that's a national game for the conference on, let's just say ESPN as an example. Okay, great. That's that one game. But then, you know, at the localized level, if Stanford and Washington State are playing, then whoever the home team is in that situation is going to, is that's a TV game for them or whatever. Like you can see how, right, like, right. you can see how, like, there's some structure there to balance one national game a week. And then, uh, what would it be? Four other, uh, four other localized games. And, and I just don't understand why you wouldn't go to that model because it makes perfect sense given your situation. It makes perfect sense when you start to understand that, hey, yeah, we're, we're probably not in a great place to get one of these beefy TV deals right now. And clearly, the folks over at Script Sports or, you know, the CW, like these different more localized or what's called regional TV networks clearly have a thirst for programming. Clearly. Go feed the beast. Go put a deal together and then work something out for one game a week at the national level. I just don't understand why you wouldn't do that. By the way, here is the uh, here is the agenda for tomorrow's meeting. Thanks to Lopes Fan Gabe, who sent it over. Uh, at the Arizona Board of Regents tomorrow, uh, as we told you, they have administrative duties. Um, you will notice that this entire meeting is virtual. Uh, item A is assignment with the University of Arizona President uh Robert Robbins, who we've talked about a lot on this show. Um, and then legal advice and discussion regarding the banner, I would guess that's banner health affiliation. 
Um, so this, this meeting tomorrow has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the Pac-12 TV deal and nothing to do with uh, Arizona jumping to the Big 12. So as we sit here again, here we are on Tuesday, May 9th, and as the Pac-12 turns, I just will again tell you, I think Colorado is the story. Colorado is the story on this. Um, the fact that you guys have not hit the like button yet is a huge story, mm-hmm. I think, on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've had a 1,000 people view the show already <laughs> and only 47 <coughs> likes is a little tragic, frankly. Yeah. And it hurts, especially when we're giving you um, free shots of Buckshot from Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. I'm telling you guys, and I'll, I'll do a close-up on these. Buck, whoa, hey now. Whoa, Take it easy whoa. with your Buckshot there. Uh, there it is. There's your Buckshot. This is a uh, lovely, lovely little energy drink. High-powered energy shot, as they like to call it. You just... Twist the cap off. That's right. And this is watermelon. Cheers, friends. Down the hatch done. Long-lasting, all-day energy. And the thing that I love about Buckshot is that it really gives you mental clarity. Yes. It gives you a lift. Um, so, you know, right now it's 2, 2.15 in Los Angeles. But it's also 5.15 in New York City. And anywhere in between, you're at that time of day where you might be dragging ass a little bit. If you had a buckshot from Bucked Up Energy, you'd be able to get through your day just fine. That's right, T. And we want to give you six free samples in the description below. Click the link. It says six free samples of buckshot. I'm telling you to get the watermelon. I love it. Jake, you're a, uh, what are you, a blood ras guy? Blood ras guy in, buck, uh, in buckshot, man. It's really Blood ras is red raspberry, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. Um, I'm telling you that I like the blue ras. There's really not a bad flavor. No. Uh, Rocket Pop's pretty good as well, but I, I'm, a, I'm a watermelon guy. Uh, I love them. They make a big difference. By the way, we also tell you a lot about the Pixie Pump. Still available at buckedup.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY. To get 20% at checkout, and if you live in the great state of Utah, Utah, go to any of their bucked up stores. Orem's a great store. I've been to Orem, South Jordan. We've been to Murray, but everywhere from Farmington Station all the way down to St. George. Hook it up at the bucked up store. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Bucked up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. So again, if you're just tuning in, hit the like button. The news of the day really is Colorado has a lot. I, I would say significant interest are the words that were used to me yeah. in joining the Big 12. Because I think slowly and surely as you go across this conference. How's the golf over there? Are you, you enjoying oh, what you're watching there? It's, it is. Anyway, yeah. my point is Jake, like constantly, you'll just see he'll be like. Yeah. Just watching yeah, TV. I got Sorry you to distract you yeah. from your soap operas. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is um, that Colorado has significant interest and desire to join the Big 12. And I think what we're seeing is time goes on and these schools start picking up the pace here. I think people are starting to realize that $20 million is, is going to be a very good number if you're the Pac-12. If they get anything less than $25 million, our sources have told us they're going to lose the Arizonas, they're going to lose Colorado, um, and that is, that's just a given. 
And I think at that point, they also lose Oregon State because I was also again told yesterday that the Big 12 would like nothing more than to add Oregon State. And we've been telling you for a couple of months, it feels like now, hey, we've been hearing watch Oregon State. Hey, keep an eye on Oregon State because they have brand new facilities. They win on the field. They bring a really passionate fan base. Like they give you that fourth time zone, which is one of the interesting things about the Arizona schools in Colorado. The Arizona schools don't necessarily hand you the Pacific time zone, right? Because they're in that in that weird place in this country because we like kids to farm with their families in the morning and at night. And um, sometimes they go um, to school too. But um, anyway, the point is, with daylight savings time, Arizona's not always in the Pacific time zone. Oregon State's in the Pacific time zone. So I think Oregon State is one of those schools that'll fly under the radar, but they're a P5. They give they give Brett Yormark his four time zone. It makes a lot of sense to add the Arizonas, especially if Utah's on the fence, which I'm told they are. If you can't get Utah, which is obviously one of the crown jewels of this conference, I would tell you Arizonas, Colorado, and Oregon State – and then I think, I, because I personally believe they had six. If you're going to add, I think he had six. And I think you had Gonzaga. And I think you're talking to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. That That is what I have heard repeatedly. Gonzaga. And I think at the end of the day, that's what happens. I think you wind up adding Gonzaga. And I think you end up, you end up adding San Diego State. And I think you become the best basketball conference in the country, hands down. And there's no conversation at that point. But I also don't think this happens today. I'd, I'd actually be really stunned if it happened this week. I think before June 1st. That's That, to me, I think schools are getting antsy. It is still remarkable to me that we saw, and Jake, I don't know what you think. It yeah. is still remarkable to me that we saw the president at Washington State essentially giving a news conference yesterday um, <laughs> talking about the media deal and making the unbelievable statement that Washington State owns the Pacific time zone. Media rights, where are we now? We've had really, really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones. Everybody goes, oh yeah, you know, I can click on the TV and watch that um, over the last six months. You know, ESPN is a great example. You know, they laid off a whole bunch of employees. If you said, when would be the worst time in the last six years to try and negotiate a media deal, probably the last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People have to remember, the entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation. People like college football and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. Yeah. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I just think that's a whole lot of spin. I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong, but it is surprising to me that you're the president at Washington State and you're talking about how the Pac-12 owns the Pacific time zone. And mm-hmm. I think... The issue is twofold at Washington State. You don't realize how insignificant you are. With all due respect <laughs> to the Palouse, like yeah. Washington State, when you make statements like the Pac-12 owns the Pacific time zone, the late window, like, you're crazy. USC owns the late window. And UCLA, to a lesser extent, owns the late window in the Pacific time zone. And they're in the Big Ten. So I, I think you have an issue here where I just don't think you understand who you are. And to be inferring that ESPN can't sign a deal 
because they're laying people off? <coughs> well, it's awfully convenient that Andrew Marchand at the New York Post had a story today that ESPN and Pat McAfee are working on a deal. And I would remind you that Pat McAfee has a $120 million deal with FanDuel. Right. Reportedly. Right. That he is walking away from to shift priorities in his life. He just had a baby this week. Um, he's actually not working this week. His show's still on, but he's not working this week. I'm somebody that watches the Pat McAfee show every day. Um, and Pat's a guy that that I think is shifting priorities in his life because now he's a family man. He works for himself. He's starting to figure out what we already know, mm -hmm. that this is not the easiest gig in the world, and it takes a grind, right? So Pat's talking to a lot of people. He was photographed with Bob Iger a couple of weeks ago, and now Andrew Marchand at the, the New York Post, excuse me, has a story where he's talking about that ESPN is it could be a likely landing spot for Pat McAfee. Keep it real. And I'd have to believe that if you're Pat McAfee and you're going to ESPN, you're getting 150 million dollars to do it. But wait, I thought I, I thought ESPN was out of money. Well, that's that's what. And I, they that's could what, never be out. talking yeah. to Pat McAfee. That'd be a bad look because of the all the layoffs. What are you talking like, about? This is what I mean about the 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 Pac-12 and the presidents. Every time one of these dudes talks, there's some embarrassment factor to it. Yeah. You just had Washington State say ESPN said they want to sign a deal, but they can't because it would be bad optics. <laughs> and yet here we are the next day, the preeminent media source in the country says Pat McAfee and ESPN are talking. And mom, I am guessing, in my opinion, that Pat McAfee probably gets $150 million from ESPN. So get your facts straight. I mean, and, it's just so clear. It's just so straightforward. I mean, I, I don't know why, now. like... Like, if you missed it yesterday, we went in-depth on this Washington State thing. And, and, you know, we had a long conversation about it. But the big takeaway from that Washington State situation is that, is that you know, Kirk is out here talking off the top of his head, right? That's right. Talk, like, like you you did an interview with, your, with, your, uh, with one of your regents, and it should be a canned, very straightforward, almost scripted interview you know obviously you're going to have some words here and there that maybe aren't word for word what the script reads but for the most part you shouldn't make an ass of yourself and i feel like that's what happened now that the pat mcfee thing came out yeah i totally agree all right enough of us more of you you guys are probably not here to hear us drone on about this let's get your thoughts on the show uh first one in today uh let's see i need to go all the way back to the top thank you for all the comments of course it's meat rocket meat rocket 304 says he's first every single day I mean, that's not untrue dude that's Monty Rant, um, Monty Rant says, "Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a nice week." Um, I would totally agree. Hope everyone's having a nice week. Yeah. Um, let's see. Truck stop Gumby says, "Definitely not the first to burst today." Right. Right. The first to burst today. Yeah, that's like rhymes and stuff. Vorlon Angel eighteen eleven. I don't know. I just, when your name is Vorlon Angel, right. I don't think that's like saying Metallica, Metallica. Metallica! You have to say Metallica! Ain't right? Like, no smoke. Vorlon Angel! Uh, Brock Heward on George Klyovkov's remarks in Arizona meetings. So the Pac 12 had meetings in Arizona. And I the way it was described to me was that George Klyovkov is dead on his feet. I was told that there is very little, and I'm glad you brought this up, Vorlon, because there's very little push. There's very little belief. There's very little 
enthusiasm. I was told the meetings in Arizona last week were very, were very much A plus B equals let's go have a drink. Like they were just <laughs> boom, very much, here. yeah, boom, out of here. Let's just follow the agenda and go play some golf or go hit the spa or yeah. that there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm in the group. Enthusiasm. And that, that one of the things that we've talked about repeatedly on this show yeah. is that one of the differences between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 right now happens to be the, and the only word I can think of is the, the you know, the momentum, you know, the atmosphere, the... The vibe. Yeah, like it is just two different worlds, two very different worlds. And I think when you look at the way that employees and, and companies operate, when the group is happy, the company thrives. When the group is unhappy, the company sputters. Yeah. And I think that's what you're looking at with with the Pac-12 right now. Yeah. So, um, Forlawn Angel. Brock Heward on George Klyovkov's remarks at the Arizona meeting. Well, it was hard for me to listen to George Klyovkov. I don't need to hear about the water polo team that you guys are 19-2 and two out of conference. There was a lot of conference of champions. <laughs> there was a lot of that. And I think this is one of the things that yeah. kills... Um, member morale and, and employee morale at the Pac-12 is George likes to bloviate. He likes to say, well, hey, the women's needlepoint team, they've won 17 precision sewing championships in a Bro, row. What are you talking about, man? You know, dude, they own the, they own the late night window on the West Coast. Hey, George, bro, by the way, hey, have you seen the budget? Have you seen the revenue for the conference here, my man? Yeah. Did you know that the uh, football TV deal? Yeah, that pays for sewing practice, okay? So, there, so there's been a lot of that, though. There's been a lot of that exactly right there. Like, George Klyovkov, uh, from what it's described to us, will be like, hey, uh, you know, the water polo team, um, it what 19-2 and two, uh, out of conference. And people are like, hey, that's great, but what about the TV deal? Any update on, any update on the TV deal, George? I can't, I, yeah, I can't, I can't hear you, but Hey, congratulations. Conference of champions. All right. Next item. Okay. What color is the letterhead going to be this year? Just all person Tennessee. We'll take a yay or nay on pink. How's Cougar red look these days, right? Like that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> uh, the big Lubbock says Oregon state to the big 12. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Um, Brandon Butler says you can't handle the truth. I mean, it's true, man. I, I legitimately feel like there are people in the Pac-12 who just simply don't want to acknowledge the reality. And yep. I think the oddball person in that is George Klavkov because I think he's paid not to acknowledge reality. I agree. Aaron Wilson says eight more pounds till MEPS. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Military training, essentially. You know, you have to be in physical fitness there. Uh, lucky the waste measurement limitations are in place for uh, revisits. Recivit? I don't know what that means. Reservists. Res is that Probably. what that's supposed to mean? Probably. Okay. Aren't in place for reservists. Okay. Uh, Renee Roca wants to know if you're fat. Uh, Zesty says Monty joins the Big 12 as a hockey announcer. Fat! Uh, I would do it. Owen Lovell. What's up, Owen? Let's go. Every, every team to the Big 12. <laughs> you know. Uh, D-Rock Irish, first time watching the intro. Nicely done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Renee Roca also says, ah, I went into MEPS like 20 pounds overweight for the Air Force. Dude, I appreciate everybody who, is, who serves our country. Thank you. 
because I just think it's a calling and I think it's very difficult. Gary, what's up, Gary? Uh, merge with the ACC or the 12. I would rather have the 12. Okay. Raider Mark, uh, so far I have counted five different Pac-10 presidents who have given five different reasons, excuses, and five different timelines. Mixed messaging, but they are united. Right, well, right. And again, something we've talked about a lot on this show is that you have, there's a lot of confusion because one president will say one thing and the next one will say the next thing. I mean, you have Taylor Robbins saying we have no interest in... You know, everybody just needs to let George do his job. And then you have to test determined that was a lie. But then you have President Robbins at Arizona saying he's got great affinity for the, the Big 12. I and he knows what the Big 12 number is. He's just waiting to see what the Pac-12 number is. Yeah. Like you, you have these contradictory statements that I think cause a lot of problems. I just don't think some of the presidents particularly care too much. I think they see the the writing on the wall. And, and this is this has kind of been my take for a while. Like these these people are going to say whatever publicly. Like like you're you, you have some people in the Pac-12, presidents is what I mean. You have some presidents in the Pac-12 who are going to be, "All right, what is the company line and how can I run that out there in the most proper way possible?" And then you've got guys like, you know, Buddy in Arizona who just rolls out and is like, yeah, dude, uh, Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the land, and I have uh, some affinities with that because we're close, uh, geographically speaking, uh, and it would be a great fit. So I just got to see what we get for our TV deal, and then I'll make a decision. You can see how, like, you've got person A, and then you very much have person B. So to me, I, I, I just think that there's no bringing everyone together. There's no, you know, like, center line that everyone can kind of come to and talk about their disagreements or their different perspectives like there is in the Big 12. Do you really think that all the members in the Big 12 all uh, agree on every single item on the agenda? Do you really think that all the presidents are are in perfect agreement with everything? Well, no, of course not. No, of course not. But Brett Yormark is the one thing that everybody agrees on. Brett Yormark's yep. opinion is what everybody follows. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's very interesting. It, it's just my opinion. I, I just think there is no leadership. I just think there is no leadership whatsoever um, in the Pac-12 right now. Al Bundy says, I've been binging on Buckshot for a week. Dude, it's bomb. It is, it is bomb, really dude. good. It works really well. And I'm telling you, it is It is really, to me, it is, it, it's a game-changing product. Uh, Jim Choi says, when is Costco going to start carrying Bucked Up? Certain business centers across the country already carry it. Um, so... It's just a matter of which ones. You can always get uh, cases of buck sh uh, bucked up energy drink. You can get them at Walmart or any bucked up store. Um, Walmart.com will certainly have them. Keaton Critchlow with taking buckshot this late in the day. Does it affect your ability to fall asleep? It does not no, at trust all. Trust me, 8 o'clock comes real quick for your man. At all. And that's the thing I really like about the buckshot. Um, these, these little gems right here, you can get at uh, buckedup.com. Um, the thing I really like about them is that they're they're real easy. Yeah, it's not an energy drink. It's not a can of energy drink. The ingredients give you a nice lift mentally. You get clarity, um, and you, in my mind, anyways, I think you don't get that buzz or that shake um, that you're always trying to deal with when you're taking a high stimulant supplement, right? So that's the thing about Bucked Up that you really feel good about. Um, is that you're getting really clean ingredients and it is clean, long-lasting energy. And yeah, I have no trouble falling asleep. Trust me, I got phenomenal six hours and 45 minutes of sleep last night. So yeah, I totally agree with Jake that it is uh, it is not an issue. Um, 
How many calories are the Buckies? The Buckies. I think they're 100 calories. Let's see. I have to look through my... this. I'm old, you guys. Um, I am old. I have to look. The label says that they are one container. Um, it does not give you a calorie. It says one shot, container one, two ounces, um, it, which means it, it is not a significant source of calories. Um, because huh. it's not like they're full of sugar. That's the other thing you have to remember is these are clean, so they're not full of sugar. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. So uh, that would be, uh, that, that I think is a big difference. Uh, Travis Bird says, I'm seeing high, high up bucked on Friday. Okay. Okay. Uh, Raider Mark says, I drank two bucked up Miamis and man, I'm still hyped till well past midnight. But it depends. So the black can is 300 uh, millis mm -hmm. of caffeine, and the white can is low stim. Yeah. That's 100. Yeah, and Mrs. Monty's a big low stim person. And I yep. know we have a lot of low stim folks out there. Aaron Wilson, Utah doesn't deserve the Monty show. Move it to Texas. Texas. Well, we are kind of a national show. We don't really... I mean, you know, there uh, may or may not be a Texas trip coming up. It's funny you bring up Texas, but, you know. I mean, we're going. We can say we're going. How many people are in Dallas that listen to this show? How many Dallas folks do we have? Specifically, there may or may not be uh, some building in Arlington that we're going to. Yeah. Uh, you know. Where Jerry kills Skeeters. Yeah. Circumcises Skeeters. Yeah. Big 12 Media Day yeah. uh, is July 13th and 14th, I believe, or 12th, 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th. And uh, it is at uh, AT&T Stadium. Uh, so we will be there in Dallas. Yes! So, you know, we could all hang out and play golf or something. Yeah. Louis uh, Oliviero, we have reached at the end of the business day in the East and the hugs still stand for the moment. And hugs, Bob Huggins, correct? Correct. I agree with that. Travis, uh, see you problem getting Houston, Rob Alron. Okay. Okay. Oh, you mean Alton McCaskill. Yeah, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, Monty's show is big in Dallas-Fort Worth. We appreciate that. David Sebesta, what's up, David? Good to see you. Uh, the Pac-12, 10 schools, 10 presidents, 47 stories. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? I'm pulling pro. Um, and it's a huge mistake, in my opinion. Huge mistake. Bob Holsey, what's up? The pack has more stories than uh, the millions being offered. Seriously, yeah, and I think you know the the funny thing is like you would think they'd recognize that. Like that's where yeah. I where I don't yes. understand. Like when we talk about hey George Klyavkov doesn't have permission to speak to the media. Okay, that's just a general understanding you have. But but is George Klyavkov not at all experienced in media relations? Can he not advise these guys like hey? Like, I know that you don't want me talking, but we probably shouldn't be talking too much as a conference. Yeah, and if we yeah. do talk, it should be one person. And by the way, it shouldn't be in an awkward conference room on a Zoom call that cuts out every five seconds. Totally agree. Totally agree. By the way, not to be distracted. Yeah. But Jake has on the Women's Collegiate Golf Tournament. Dude. And now I understand why he's watching golf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I turned my head for 10 seconds and there is some lady wearing tailored golf shorts. How dare you? I'm so bricked up right now. Just saying. Uh, t 
Tanner Plummer, the Pac-12 are as united as the America as America is right now. Well, let's not get carried away because that'd be pretty pretty splintered. But speaking of uh, our good friend Tanner Plummer, don't forget we're taking you to RSL and NYFC uh, at America First Field on June 10th to hang out in the Zag Club. It is going to be amazing. You guys, the Zag Club, if you have not seen it, is truly remarkable. It is a great space. Uh, it is a lovely, lovely place um, to watch a to watch a soccer match. Soccer, soccer, soccer. Uh, we are taking you. We are giving you parking. We are giving you VIP entry. We are giving you a pregame on-field experience with RSL. Keep it real. And then during the game. You get seats that look like that, and Whoa. that's in the club, that is in the Zag Club, where you get a gourmet buffet, all the food and drink you can eat or drink, except alcohol, uh, and then you get to hang out with us, and we get to watch a match between NYFC uh, and RSL on June 10th at America First Field. It is going to be amazing, and all you have to do to enter to win a spot is what Riley O'Brien, the great Riley O'Brien, yes, the best RV salesman in the business. Yes, he went and got new tires at at uh, Big O Tires in American Fork with our guy Ryan. Yes. Walked in and said, "Hey Ryan, heard about you on the Monty Show. I need a set." And then you know what else Riley O'Brien did? He brought a friend who needed tires as Boom. well. Boom. So Riley's got two tickets to see RSL Boom. and NYFC with the Monty Show. Oh, it really real. is. He's in, guaranteed, done. That's two less chances for you to get in. I'm now, what that real. means is we're down to eight spots. Yep. We are down to eight spots left. So go get an oil change. Go get an alignment. Go get a tune-up. Anything you need fixed on your car. Do you have a check engine light? Is your car running a little hot? Have you gotten an AC system tune-up going into summer? Oh, you haven't? Big O tires and American Fork. You need tires, rotation. You need air in your tires. You need whatever going wrong with your car. Big O Tires and American Fork. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The next eight people who go in there and get an oil change, let's say. You're guaranteed a spot yes. at RSL and NYFC. Oh, by the way, if you don't want to spend money, okay, I totally understand that. Times are tough for some. Find Big O Tires and American Fork. I don't know. Find them on Twitter. Big O AF8. Tell them, hey, we heard about you on the Monty Show. Boom, you're registered to win. I'm telling you, it's not that hard. No, it's not. It is not that hard, and we are only adding to this promotion. So trust me, there's going to be some great merchandise. The The 10 people who go with us are going to get a commemorative T-shirt. It's going to be an event. Trust me, it is going to be an event. The Monty Show with you at RSL versus NYFC. Coming up on June 10th, thanks to our friends at Big O Tires and American Fork. That is going to be a great, great yes. time. Yes. Uh, Zesty's Retro and Games. What happened to the other six if four leave? Well, ask the Big 12. Because the Big 12's been down this road before, and I think this is something really critical to remember. The Big 12 has lost Missouri, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas. Everybody said the Big 12 is dead. Last time I checked, the Big 12's not dead. You can sustain yourself, but you have to act pragmatically. And here's the question that I have for the Pac-12. If you lose, let's just say you lose two teams. Let's say somehow, some way, you just lost Arizona and Colorado. What should your first move be? If you're George Klyovkov, what should your first move be? Well, I would tell you resign because they should fire your ass if this happens, right? But let's say they don't fire George. 
What should their first move be? Their first move should be to add San Diego State and Fresno State. You want to dominate the Pacific time zone? San Diego State and Fresno State. That should be your move, right? I want to get yourself back to 10 as quickly as you can. Okay, great. What should be your second move? Copy everything that Brett Yormark has done. Get yourself more reach, more reach. I don't care what it takes. If you got to produce the games on your own, do a deal with Ion TV or Script Sports. Do a deal with the CW. Get somebody to give you a national or even a regional West Coast, Rocky Mountains to the West Coast game of the week on the CW. Do something because you've got to find new reach and you've got to find creative ways to get yourself out there. Do something with basketball. But here's the other conundrum. If you lose Arizona, are you at all a basketball conference? Because if you really look at this conference with Bronny James going to USC, who's going to dominate Pac-12 basketball this year? Well, all the attention, no matter what, is going to be in Los Angeles. Yes. Right? So then Bronny's going to leave and he's going to go play with his dad on the Lakers and USC and UCLA are going to leave. And let's just say in this scenario, Arizona leaves. Well, now what are you going to do? Because you're not a basketball conference at all in any way, shape, or form at that point. I think that's the biggest issue facing the Pac-12, Jake, is that you don't have a presence in basketball without Arizona. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the 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 conference, you know, like basketball has become a lot more valuable. And, and you know, for the last several months, you know, ever since Brett said it at, uh, at their, at their uh, basketball tournament, you know, talking about monetizing basketball, like, th- like that point he made was spot on because I just feel like, yeah, football is, is going to be your workhorse, right? It's going to be your, your, your honey hole, as they say. It's going to make you all the money it can make you. Yeah. But ultimately, one sport has a cap. And so in the, in the guise or the effort or the thought process of, hey, we need to make as much money as possible, not to say that the Big 12 is doing poorly, but hey, we want to make as much as we can because 10 years from now, if we find ourselves in a bad spot, we want to at least have some, some pad here at a minimum. That's right. Like, hey, basketball's got to generate. And if basketball can generate, then hey, maybe we can get a get a get a combine deal that way or get, you know, all these other things, all these other ideas. So I agree. If I'm the Pac twelve, like I'm just trying to copy what Brett did. He gave you the blueprint. Now just go and do that thing. It's not that hard. Bo Cron says Jerry World is in Tarrant County. That's Fort Worth territory, not Dallas. Come on, man. Are we really going to argue about what part of the Metroplex? Okay, guys, we're going to be in Tarrant County in Fort Worth. (coughs) So if you're in Dallas, fuck off. (coughs) Only Tarrant County, only Fort Worth. That's it. That's all the people we want to see, okay? All right, cool. See you, bro. We're on to Cincinnati. Really? So if you're, okay, let me get this right. Hey, guys, we're coming to the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Tarrant County area so, uh, hey, if you're in the Dallas Metroplex, I know you're, you are you got to hop on a flight because it's, it's a flight from Dallas to Fort Worth, right? Ask J.R. Ewing. Guy, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? Jet Wayman, the Tile King of Utah. What's up, y'all? Jet? Good to see you. John Evans says Triple D. Hey, Salty uh, drunk. Yes. Jet, bro, uh, you're not going to want to be here about 5 o'clock, man. You're hey, not- uh, is this thing on? Hey, hey, is this thing on? I told you to bet the Lakers last night. Hey, did you guys bet the Lakers? Oh, you didn't? Okay, cool. Good to see you guys. All right. I'll be over here in Beverly Hills. Boom. Out of here. You you guys enjoy the coast. All right. Can't back down. Two players play, man. You know what I'm saying, Jet? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Salty Drunk says, good job on your NBA predictions yesterday, Tanner. What about me? Two for two. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you view this season as a failure? Bless up, Steph. Two. This guy. I was You're the only one. For somebody. Are you, I'm not feeling it. I'm, this is my fucking show. I'm not feeling it for anybody. I nailed it. Where's my love? Are you kidding me? The lie detector test determined that was a lie. Stop. Bob Holsey, get your mind out of the, the, the gutter, okay? Uh, Aaron Wilson says, you guys are watching butts and putts. I'm married. I, I, I mean, honestly, it's almost as if the TV is off in my world because I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world. Hot, sexy. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Justin, that's one of my favorite drops. And I hope you got, we, we debated whether you guys would understand what that drop is. Gotta be fucking kidding. That's Justin Thomas missing a, a putt. Uh, Lewis says, why would the Big 12 add Oregon State? That would be idiotic. No, sir, oh, it would wow. not. But Jake, he's going to inform us clearly on how he got for somebody. So let me ask you something. Why would the Big 12 at Oregon State? Well, um, let's see. Let me let let thou Uncle Monteth count the, thine ways. Please retort, please. Oh, do retort. Um, number one, they're a P5 program. So that automatically puts them ahead of San Diego State and ahead of Fresno State. Okay, there, there's one reason. By that's, the way, that's not a good reason. Though. Who else is available in the Pacific time zone to the Big 12? Now you understand. Um, um, and look, look, Oliviero, I, look, I love you, dude. Thanks for being a member of the show. But you understand where the Pacific time zone is. That'd be pretty much the state of California, Washington, and Oregon. Okay? So Washington, Oregon, California. Is Washington or Oregon available to the Big 12? No. Stanford and Cal? Yes. Probably you think, not, though. I don't think they're available to the Big 12. I think they're a better fit in the Big 10, but I think they're available. I think they're open to a conversation. No, I, I totally disagree. Okay. I think that they would join the Big 10, period. And I think the Big Ten's more interested in Stanford and Cal than they are Washington and Oregon. I know that's crazy. The first time I heard it, I was like, God damn, boy. And then I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so who's that leave? Oh, that's right. That leaves Oregon State. I like Gonzaga. What has Brett Yormark said? What's his priority? I like Gonzaga. He wants to add a Pacific time zone, the fourth time zone. Because he's already got the Eastern time zone. Uh, he's already got the Midwest. Uh, Central. He's already got Mountain. BYU. Uh, he needs a Pacific time zone. So, just saying. How is it not a good ad? How does it not make sense? How do, okay, like so two plus two equals Oregon 81. State? <laughs> exactly. Oregon State. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Cougar tracks. Is there a TV in there for Jake to watch? Oh, there is. There is. There's a beautiful Samsung 50-inch TV hanging on the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Rochburn. Mike Rochburn's. I want Hiscock. You know, <laughs> I, I've heard that about you. Hiscock. You know, uh, Zesty's Retro and Games. What is actually happening in the ACC right now? Any smoke? No, because I think the opportunity for the ACC exists only if the Pac-12 collapses. Ain't ducking, no smoke. But I'm telling you, that's not really an option. I think yeah. that's a huge mistake. I, if it were me, and I were running the ACC and ESPN and and 
others. I would be trying to get the ACC to morph into something else. I would probably want Florida State in in, in already crowned Clemson. Yes. Uh, into the the SEC, mm-hmm. and I would probably try to to divide that up because the ACC's real value, in my opinion, is their basketball brand. I don't believe, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I don't believe the ACC is a football conference. I, I, I truly don't. Outside of, of Florida State and, and already cl- crowned Clemson. In like God's name, image, and likeness. And we all thought God was a Notre Dame fan. Clearly he's a Clemson we fan. We built this program on NIL. I mean, that, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. The ACC is a basketball conference. But the oddity there is Clemson and Florida State. Now, Florida State's played decent basketball on a on a longer line. Right. But if you're if you're Clemson, have you played real high level basketball? Well you really haven't. It's probably different and than what you're thinking though. You're in a conference with teams like Virginia who are who are not likely ever to be the best conference in the country, right? They're not. But if if you are Duke, Carolina, like you look at the the, the rest of that conference and now with the way that college basketball has changed you look at this Bronny James situation at USC, it's 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 exactly what college basketball is. Fast. So he's not nearly the best recruit in this class, mm-hmm. but he was one of the hottest, most sought-after recruits in this class who p- had his pick of over 20 premium basketball brands. And why did, he stay, why did he stay in L.A.? Well, because his dad's in L.A., because he can go into USC and say, I want to start. He's going to be in a position where the basketball program does not suck at USC. It's not elite. But he's in a position where it's USC, it's Los Angeles, major TV market, major NIL market. He's going to be on national TV, and he's going to make a lot of money doing it. For one year, and then he's going to go play for the Lakers. A plus B equals I'm a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. So it doesn't matter if you're you're Carolina or Duke. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It it just doesn't matter because you're not likely to get the, the, the best players in the country. Guys are going to go now where it's financially viable and they're going to be seen because they want to go high in the draft. Like, you look at Victor Wambanyama. Victor Wambanyama is not, is not nearly getting the reach that a Bronny James is. But why do we know about Victor Wambanyama? He's a physical freak, but he's in France. But where did Scoot Henderson go? He went to Duke, right? Oh, no, he went to G League Ignite because he got paid. He had sponsors, and everybody was seeing him in NBA circles. Yeah. So NBA scouts and NBA executives were regularly seeing Scoot Henderson. Everybody's got a story. And anymore, that story doesn't include Kansas, Kentucky. That story doesn't include Carolina and Duke. Otherwise known as Blue Bloods. So what I'm saying, like the game, college basketball has completely changed. Yeah, I mean, I think the one and done situation is gutted college basketball. And everyone's like, oh man, San Diego State is such a cute story in the championship game and everything's amazing. And then that game fell on its face with viewership and everyone was like, oh. But this is the plight of the Pac-12. Yeah. Because the elephant in the room in the Pac-12 is San Diego State, right? Everybody automatically assumes, and I know we talk about San Diego State on the show, it seems like every day for the last eight weeks. Yeah. But everybody assumes that San Diego State is just a rubber stamp. They're going into the Pac-12. I got news for you. I don't believe that to be nearly as true as it was because I think we were the first show in the country to report that they had an offer from the Big 12, San Diego State, and they told the Big 12, not right now. Because we believe, and I agree, 
They are a better fit athletically and geographically in the Pac-12. If all you're doing is flying north and south and pretty rarely east, why wouldn't you do that instead of having to fly all over the country? Right. Well, you would. Right? The problem is, if you're San Diego State, you just played for a national championship in college basketball. Yeah. That gives you some some credit. For real. Because when Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain West, was on, what's the first thing she said about San Diego State? Well, they made us a bunch of money that's long-lasting because they made their run through the Final Four. So they're valuable. They're making the Mountain West money for the next six years. Yeah, but what else does she say? I mean, and this is what I think is so fascinating. That we were her favorite interview she's ever done. Well, you, how did you see? You have, We have this connection, this bond that lets you read my mind. How did you do that, dude? I don't know. Mental telepathy, I guess. Um, she also said that's a foregone conclusion before she took the job. She took the job knowing they're leaving, dude. She said that, and yeah. it's on the channel. If you want to go back and look through our interviews, yeah, Gloria Navarro straight up said, oh, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion. But, we have a list of schools that we would approach. But this is why the J.D. Wicker thing is so asinine. It's so silly the to me. The athletic director at San Diego State, J.D. Wicker. Why would you roll out and say, yeah, one way or the other, we're leaving the conference, and it's going to be the Big 12 or the Pac-12? Wow, man, J.D., thank you, bro, for reinventing the wheel with that take, because Anyone thought you were going to the ACC or the Big Ten? Well, no, of course not. It's always been the Pac-12 and then secondarily the Big 12. And I think what folks like JD don't want to talk about is that if the Pac-12 folds, you're going to look kind of silly for saying Pac-12 well, or Big 12. I, th I just think it's fascinating. I think the whole thing is fascinating and... I am, I am, I am just ready for it all to end. Uh, John says the P5 argument for Oregon State over Fresno State and San Diego State is topped by the California talent. Is San Diego alone? In San Diego alone, they had four Heisman trophies since the seventies: Allen, Salam, Williams, and Bush. Yeah, but but I don't think that's the the current culture anymore. Yeah. Number one. And I could be wrong about this. Are you telling me that San Diego State's a football school? Well, they're not. And with all due respect, if you're a Heisman Trophy caliber football player, are you going to San Diego State or USC? You're going to USC. Yeah. USC dominates Southern California recruiting. And they, they have for probably the last 20 years at a minimum. Yeah. Right? So I, I look at all of I, – I look at those names that you're talking about. Notice that Allen and, and, and Reggie Bush, where'd they go? Well, half of that group you just mentioned went to USC. Yeah, which, which you you would expect. With all due respect, but there's a high school in Orange County called Modern Day that's a quarterback factory that quite literally is a pipeline to USC. Yes. So, with all due respect to San Diego State, I just don't see San Diego State as a pipeline for football. Now, basketball, obviously, when you're competing for the the top of the conference, yeah, that's a big deal, dude. All that's respect. a that's a big deal, and and I I I would agree with you. Football and basketball are two totally different economic models. Football and basketball are two totally different ways of doing business. You have the minimum years playing football in college where you have one year. And I think there's a good chance in the next CBA, now that they just did this one, but in the next CBA down the road, I think that goes away. You're seeing more kids going to Europe. You're seeing more kids going to the G League. Like, it's just a, a different way of doing business. I, I mean, all together, it's a different Thanks. way of doing business. Which is why I always tell you, when you want to do business differently for dinner, you go to Papa Murphy's and you never, ever forget the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad?
How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. And the best way to do that, download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. I tell you all the time, super easy. Download the mobile app. You can order it at like 7 in the morning for 4 o'clock pickup in the afternoon. You'll walk in the door at your local Papa Murphy's, which, by the way, is a small business owned by entrepreneurs that live in our community, support small business. Um, You walk in the front door at Papa Murphy's Pizza and it's on the to-go rack. You're going to get a wave. Hey, thanks. And you're out the door. And you've got your pizza, which, by the way, the rule on the show, you know this, traditional crust barbecue sauce. Then you pile all that stuff on top that includes pineapple. Marinara meatball, take and bake chocolate chip cookie. And you use the promo code MONTY25. Friends, I mean, look, I can only lead you to the pizza. I can't make you eat it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do, precisely. Okay, I feel better about my life. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> the Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you're here in the great state of Utah, make sure you check them out at utahadvocates.com uh, or theadvocates.com where you can chat with an attorney live online 24 hours a day for free, which is where you can talk to Eric Jenkins. Um, Monty, let me tell you something. I-, I was excited to be on the show. Until just a few seconds ago. I mean, I, I saw that Papa Murphy's ad. I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing for dinner. Barbecue sauce. Hold on now. Barbecue sauce with pineapple. What you should probably give yourself an attorney because I'm coming for you, dude. What kind you, of a monster you know. am I speaking to right now? <laughs> How dare I, you? I was not. But listen, I was not a barbecue sauce guy until I was. Right? And then I tried it and it, it's just, it, it's game changing. And you get the app and there's this little button in the app that says herb mix. Oh my God. Now, now you, now you're just like, you're up here. Your kids, you're your kid's favorite dad. You're your wife's favorite boyfriend. Like it's, it's on like Donkey Kong. I am pretty sure what you're describing is illegal. First of all, <laughs> that combination of sauces on, on, and fruit on any kind kind of pizza is it, it violates the Hague. Frankly, you should be cr- charged for a war crime for what you've been putting <laughs> in your body. <laughs> Dude, do you see how good my guy here is at arguing? This is what, this is what we're you. talking about with the advocates. Man. Well, look, hey, well, look, this is a guy who went to BYU law, graduated with honors. He was named one of the illegal, one of the legal elites and uh, by the, the Utah business well, magazine. Like you're, you're a big deal. So I hesitate to, to debate you because I, I have to believe at some point in your life you were on the debate team. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm for real. See, so you're right. Congratulations. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you, you, you promised me, order it, but you have to try barbecue sauce. You Just one time. And if it's terrible, hey, you never right. go back. Next time, you convince me. Next time we'll have this conversation. But if, if it's as horrible as it sounds, I am coming after you. <laughs> Well, you know, I I'm, I promise you it will not be. Nothing <laughs> at Papa Murphy's is horrible, but the barbecue sauce on the traditional crust, creme de la creme. Are you a sausage or pepperoni guy? Oh, pepperoni, 100%. Although I am down, down with the sausage. And that, that sounded weird, didn't it? Okay, I, this I, is I, the I'm deal okay breaker. This is the deal breaker, though. Are you an olive guy? 
Oh boy. One hundred percent. Oh ten aboard. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should just move on to chicken sandwiches because you and I are never going to see eye to eye. We'll never see eye to eye on pizza. I'm telling you that right now. Eric Jenkins with the Advocates uh, joins the show. By the way, I know that you, I know that you are a uh, a passionate sports fan. So there's two things I want to ask you about. Um, as a BY, are you a BYU fan? You went to BYU and BYU Law. Does that make you a BYU fan? Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't think you can leave. After having spent that much time and that much money at the school without being a fan. Yeah, that's an honor code violation to do it that. Is, but hey, you're, you're not there anymore. I mean, what's <laughs> yeah. the matter? You, you, um, you can't drink coffee and you have to leave as a BYU fan. Those are the two rules. This is very true. Do you believe that the Pac-12 will survive? You know, I, I, I think it may survive in some form. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, it, it's in such disarray right now. And the TV issues are just so incredibly bizarre, aren't they? I, I mean, you know, I was, we were talking about, uh, um, uh, it was Kirk Schultz. Um, was it yesterday? The, the day before? Yeah, Washington State president. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, what, what was it that he said? Um, that that they, they've been talking to broadcasters and tech companies, and they were ready to sign Pac-12 was ready to sign but the optics were bad the yeah because tech companies are laying off and he was talking about espn because at the end of that bite right he's like espn and the pac-12 and you know the optics were bad and then today andrew marshan the leading media reporter in this country from the new york post reports that pat mcafee is on the verge of a massive mega deal with espn which would have to be at least $150 million because he's making 120 at FanDuel, Pat McAfee. It just, yeah. it does, the Those narrative is bad. Optics, in the aren't they? Well, it's just so bizarre, right? Who's going to say, if we're talking about ESPN and, oh, we laid some people off, but what really infuriated everyone was they signed a contract with the Pac 12, right? That makes no sense. Right. Right. Okay. So what's worse, the optics for ESPN and the Pac 12? Or Tiger Woods using a lawyer to break up with his girlfriend? You know, here's the thing. And did you guys talk about the story earlier? I'm sorry, I was with the client. Not today. We're, we're going to. It's going to be in the, the 5 o'clock hour today. We will talk about it. Okay. Well, let, let, let me, do, do you mind if we start right now? Do you oh, mind no, if I please get some do. background here? Okay. So, I mean, so this is, this is from the AP. Um, you know, Ty, Tiger Woods. I, I think we can all agree our friend Tiger has been, maybe we should say, unlucky in love is that fair <laughs> yeah unlucky let's yeah let's leave it at that word he's not exactly america's favorite boyfriend let's and let's also say that that is for sure and, and you know so so right now he's litigating with his, his ex-girlfriend erica herman and, and just a, a few days ago she filed some additional um briefing in uh in a, a suit against him where she alleged and i'll just read this again from the ap herman in court documents filed late friday also accused Woods of having his lawyer break up with her in an airport after falsely telling her they were going on a weekend trip. So there are a couple of levels here that I want to work through with you. Number one is the is the, the breakup with the girlfriend through a lawyer, right? Yeah. Is, is that yeah. the worst thing or is that a power move? I mean, which, which direction are we going on that? Well, now, listen, this is a guy sitting next to me, Jake, who 
breaks up with girls over text pretty routinely. That's every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I would say luring your girlfriend who lives in your mansion to an airport to serve her with papers, eviction papers only after the lawyer broke up with her is probably worse than breaking at up over At a minimum, text. it's cold-blooded. Oh, at a minimum. Cool. Well, here's what I want to know. So she went to the, she went to the airport, I understand, with the understanding that they were going on vacation. Yes. Yes, he told her, she was told by Tiger Woods' staff, hey, Tiger wants to take you on a brief vacation. Let's pack your stuff and we'll take you to the airport and he'll meet you there. Did she still get to go on the trip? She didn't go on the trip. They changed the locks, evicted her from the house, Ooh. and now she's suing for $30 million. <laughs> Right, I mean, because she's saying, she's saying Tiger oh. told her, look, I, I promise you, you're going to get to live here for 11 years. Yeah, but why 11 years? This is the thing that, that was one of the weirdest parts of this. Like, because this all goes back for everybody who doesn't know. The girlfriend used to work at Tiger's restaurant. She was a manager. She's claiming that he sexually abused and harassed her because he said, if you don't sign this non-disclosure agreement, I'm going to fire you and I won't date you. And so she claims that he promised 11 years. Eric, like who promises? Okay, but by the way, sweetheart, you got 11 years in the master suite and then you're out. That's right. No matter what, 11, not 10, not 12, Certainly 11 not years. 12. No, definitely oh not. That's too far. I mean, Jake, what, what, what about you, buddy? I mean, you're, you're breaking up with people by a text. Yeah, I mean, you, you're gonna start sending I, I'm not your a lawyer big believer out? in anytime something's in text. I mean, you know this better than anybody, right? Anytime it's in text, it's, it's proof, right? So Tiger's, Tiger's alpha energy, quote unquote, I think this guy went all in on putting it in paper. I mean, he, he not only put it in paper, he had someone deliver that paper for him. And we don't even know if she was flying first class Delta One to go on the trip. And if that, you know, not being <laughs> wow. able to do that ruined it for her. So, I, I mean... It's clearly not a great move by Tiger Woods, no. but I have to say, this is Tiger Woods. What did you expect? This guy's a golfer, not a great husband. You knew that going in. And again, I just go back to you guys, like Lindsey Vaughn dating Tiger Woods. Yeah. What happened to Lindsey Vaughn while she was dating Tiger Woods? Like personal photos mm -hmm. got leaked because Tiger's phone got hacked. Mm -hmm. right. Like there's nothing normal about dating Tiger Woods. And so if you were the restaurant manager, and, and, and I don't know, the, the question I would ask you is, Eric, like how, how, how ironclad, like how well do NDAs hold up? Like, cause this doesn't seem like it's, it's gonna be a, I would guess Tiger comes out of this fine. I, yeah, I think, I think Tiger's gonna be fine. I mean, I, I mean one thing I wanna I want say is, Erica gives me a call. You know, I'll represent you. You're right. I mean, there's some emotional damage. She was ready for a fabulous vacation, and then 11 years in a, in a $30 million mansion tore away from her. Erica, give me a call. We will get you what you deserve. <laughs> That's phenomenal, dude. I, I don't know. I think it is one of the worst breakup cases I've ever seen. Like, it, but I'm curious. The only other thing I would say about this is if I put myself in Tiger's shoes, was he just trying to like have somebody else do it? Or, and this is what I think, I think he was concerned about her reaction and whether she would leave because there were already rumors that she was refusing to leave the house. So he wanted to right. get her away mm -hmm. so that he could change the locks, pack her stuff, and not have an issue with it. So Here's I don't know. 
he didn't come after him with a golf club while he was high on Ambien. I mean, anything better than that is a win for Tiger. I think it. I think it is. You, that is cold blooded. Remember, like Elon Woods, Tiger's ex-wife, the golf club, and the Perkins waitress. And dude, this is a more efficient yes. Tiger Woods right now. He learned from that experience. See? Did you just say a he more efficient lesson. Tiger yeah, Woods? Yeah. I mean, whether we're talking about the chipping game or the breakup game, guys getting more efficient, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, the. <laughs> The advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. You know, Eric, in all seriousness, the, the one of the questions that comes to my mind when I, I think about your credentials is, and I do say this every day on the show, like you guys, and I've known Matt Driggs for over 10 years. He supported my show, a K-Fan. Like we talk about local businesses and supporting local businesses, but really high quality, really educated experienced attorneys because you guys have to be that I think to be the best in the business as I believe you guys are because you you haven't seen you know like there's really what am I trying to say very few cases that could come to you that you guys don't have experience in in like you're an injury attorney but you're also a workman's comp attorney so you guys have a, a a real depth of experience in your firm absolutely I mean the, the lawyers at this firm are as as good as you will get in 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 utah and really anywhere in the country i mean we are very very good at what we do and um and you know if if you need uh, a, a great lawyer the advocates is the place to be yeah and why the you know i i why the chat for free online thing because i think that is a really smart tool because i think a lot of people have some i don't know hesitation uh, about, you know, sometimes people don't want to be that guy or be litigious. And if you're able to talk to an attorney for free, because at the advocates, you don't pay until the advocates win your case. Why did you, why did you guys implement that tool and, and how valuable of a resource is it for your clients? You know, I think it's hugely valuable. Money, a lot of times people are like, I don't know about this whole litigation thing. I don't know about getting an attorney. I mean, even when we say, you know, they're, they're, you don't pay anything unless you win, you don't pay anything for a consultation, even just coming in can be a little intense. But being able to get there on the website, talk to a lawyer, and by the way, that lawyer you're talking to is live, and he is a lawyer. I mean, he's there chatting with you on the other, on the other side. I've done it myself. Um, it gives you the opportunity, you know, without having to really get in, in, into that level of intensity that you may be uncomfortable uncomfortable with. Talk to the lawyer online. Take a few minutes. He'll let you know whether or not um, he, he thinks your 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 case has merit, and then we can go from there. But it is a very low risk, very low effort opportunity for you to kind of look into what your options are at the very least. Yeah, and again, it's it. Before I let you go, the last thing I don't mean to talk you off, but the last thing I always say is you quite literally have nothing to lose, especially. Like I think workman's comp is is one of the most difficult fields to navigate for the for somebody that's been injured at work, especially if that's a serious injury. Like you're not thinking about all of the things that your your advocate, somebody that's fighting for you, can think clearly through. If you've been in a serious accident, like look at this beautiful weather we're having in the great state of Utah this week. Now that the rain's gone away, like there are scooters, bicycles, motorcyclists out there that are in real peril. So why is it important? that when you get into an accident and heavens forbid like that you're seriously injured but when you are why do you need somebody to fight for you well you know it's it's incredibly complex and and when you're injured either at work or or, or a 
away from work, you end up dealing with a, an insurance company. And that insurance company does not have your best interests in mind. And they have a whole raft of lawyers who are busy, busy doing everything they can to keep as much money as they want, as they can. It turns out that being an insurance company, they don't make a lot of money by paying out fair settlements. So you need someone who has that experience. I mean, the difficulty is for so, so many times when you're injured, it's the first time it's happened. You don't know what to do. And there are so many pitfalls you need to, to look out for. And the folks here at The Advocates, you know, we've done this. We're experts at it. And we'll get you the best settlement every single time. Yep, that's right. There's uh, it, there's a real value in this world in being informed and being educated and having somebody that can fight for you so you can get back to the best version of yourself. That's why you go to The Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com, TheAdvocates.com. Um, but only if you eat olives and pepperoni on oh, pizza, apparently. Look, we'll take anyone, even, <laughs> even monsters like Monty, who will, will put this poison together. Now, one area I am thinking about moving into is maybe doing breakups. So Jake, next time you need to break up with a girlfriend, don't do the text. Give me a call. I'll help I, you out. I will do that. I will do that. Oh, that's phenomenal. Did, have you wanted to go to the airport recently, Eric? <laughs> so, well, let's, let's head out there. Something's hey, maybe been holding me to the Delta Terminal. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Eric Jenkins, The Advocates, TheAdvocates.com. Eric, let's, uh, let's not wait too long until we do this again, man. Good to see you. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. You bet. There you go. The advocates at theadvocates.com. I'm telling you, they're just good people to do business with. And what he said about not trusting your insurance company. And, and really it's, it's, I know a lot of people are like, well, I pay my insurance every month. They're going to fight for guys. I'm telling you, your insurance company has thousands of attorneys that they pay really good money to whose only job is to make sure that you don't get the money that you deserve. Let the advocates fight for you. Let them worry about deferring your medical bills. Let them help you talk to your insurance, talk to your lawyers. Like, especially if you're in a workman's comp situation, you guys, those are shark infested waters. There is a right way and a wrong way. And the advocates have the experience to navigate that system for you. Get to the advocates.com, utahadvocates.com. All right. Hey, wow. Awesome. We've got to talk about Tiger Woods. Give us an hour and we'll get into that fully in depth. The expert on breakups. Yeah, Jake. I mean, I am I am the expert, man, of cold-blooded breakups. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, if you're just tuning into the show, uh, we did argue about pizza. Monty Rant uh, says Canadian bacon and pineapple is a no-go. Dude. Well, I'm not a Canadian bacon guy, but I'm telling you right now, if you get some mushroom, onion, pineapple, and... You put the herb mix on there with barbecue sauce. I'm telling you, you'll never go back. I'm so bricked up right now. You'll never go back. I, I won't, don't do it because you will never go back. Yeah. I, I am just telling you right now, you will never, ever, you will never, ever go back. Yeah. If you go traditional crust at Papa Murphy's Pizza, traditional crust, barbecue sauce, herb mix, right, and then put whatever you want on top of it. I am a green onion I am a mushroom onion mix guy, and if I'm if I am putting some animal product on top, I'm putting sausage, and it's the greatest pizza in the world. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you right now. That's yeah. just the bottom line. Um, let's see. Raider Mark says Matt Campbell on the hot seat. Watch this season. Is he though already? I don't think so. Excuse me. Essay uh, says Tiger was already in it in depth. Tiger. I Listen, 
No, we're saving it for next, for an hour from right now. We will talk about that. Jordan Royal, what's up, my guy? Good to see you. I just don't like the texture of mushrooms. Kind of feels like chewing unflavored gum. Damn. Dude, what kind of mushrooms are you eating that they what taste like unflavored gum? That's crazy. Uh, Giggity, a good mac and cheese pizza is pretty good, too. Oh, my God. Are you? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, Travis Bird is BYU bashing. To, is it's BYU bashing Tuesday? Not at all. <laughs> BYU's a. No, I think he's saying he'd like to bash BYU. No, it's not BYU bashing Tuesday. Their law school is amazing. Uh, name one thing that BYU has done that Utah hasn't done better. If the Utes wanted, well, okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, Taylor. I understand not wanting to add Utah to the Big 12 because of TV markets, but also there is a rivalry and competitive level of play that can, they can bring to the conference. I don't understand this. And I know that we have debated this Big 12 story into the freaking ground. But can somebody explain to me why, why Utah all of a sudden would not be an attractive partner for the Big 12? Because <laughs> I don't get this. Okay, so let's run down the resume. All right. Phenomenal. Okay, great. We covered Utah's resume. Awesome football program, original BCS buster, one of the best coaches in the country, the best coach in the Pac-12. Yeah, phenomenal talent on that team. Back-to-back conference champions, back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances, phenomenal recruiting, phenomenal NFL pipeline. Like, what about the football team don't you like? Now, I understand the running Utes have been a tragic mess for way back before Larry's terrible suits. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Rick Majerus ain't walking through that door anytime soon. But if you look at Olympic sports, Utah is, is superior to just about it, whether it's gymnastics, whether it is baseball, softball. The, the women's Utah softball team just threw a no-hitter at Oregon over the weekend. Yep. Like, you look at the, the quality of the athletic program at Utah, and you'd have to be crazy to think that they're not a, a good ad. Oh, by the yes. way, oh, by the way, they're, they're – educational prowess is only improving. Yeah. They're a phenomenal medical school. They're a phenomenal research institution. So like, what is the negative on Utah? You don't like their fans. You don't like it that, you know, Ute fans poured beer on Max Hall's mom. (coughs) Get over it. (coughs) You and I both know here's the simple truth. And if we're, if, if, and maybe I'm just talking to our friends in Utah, I don't know. But here's the simple truth. If Utah doesn't get into the Big 12, we lose BYU and Utah for a significant number of years, maybe Mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. And that's a tragedy because BYU and Utah should play every single year. And in today's college football landscape, that is very difficult to do. And I understand why, because you have to have control of your non-con schedule. And you can't tell me that BYU and Utah is good for each other if they're not in the same conference. Thanks. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. So again, somebody make me a viable, legitimate argument as to why Utah doesn't belong in the in the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. And 100%. you better be ready to fight, because I'm ready to fight on it. That's crazy. Uh, Raider Mark Farmageddon is a great rivalry game name. It would be. I I wouldn't uh, okay. disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, they can't win out of conference games. So you're saying that Utah can't win out of conference games because they went to Florida last year and lost. And they do not have a great out-of-conference record. So that'll never improve. Just write it off. Utah, hey, uh, hey, Coach Witt. Uh, hey, it's Monty from the Monty Show calling you. Uh, hey, Coach, 
Uh, just want you to know, I'm going to leave you a voicemail here, coach. N- voicemail. Sound effect, please. Uh, uh, okay. Hang on. Uh, Hello. We are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, Coach Witt, it's Monty over here at the Monty Showgram. Just wanted to let you know uh, that you're never going to join the Big 12 because you guys never win non-conference games. So let's just stop, stop scheduling in the non-conferences. If you guys could play Wyoming and Wachahatchee Ambulance Repair Institute, that'd be great. All right, Coach. All right. Uh, light the U. Okay, have a good day. All right. Monty at the Monty Showgram. Okay, bye. Okay, there. Now Utah knows. I left him a voicemail. Dave's in opposition. You heard it, right? You heard it. There you go. Just never play another. Renee. Renee. Stop it. Stop it. Um, let's see. Jeremy Callahan. Adding Utah would be a good add in all, but they're basically like adding TCU with horrible men's hoops. I think Utah will turn their basketball program around. There's too much money to be lost not to do it. Not to do it. Uh, Gary, Utah belongs in the big. Mm. I don't know about that. Is Utah fit in the Big Ten? I don't think it's as as beneficial as the Big 12 for Utah right now. I, I really don't think it is. I don't think so either. Uh, Kurt Myers, 365 reported that Utah uninvited themselves to the Big 12. Well, you don't. Uh, okay. You don't. <laughs> you don't uninvite yourself, dude. That's not how it works. God. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Hold, hold on. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Um, uh, hang on one sec. Okay. Let's go. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, we are not available now. Uh, damn, got Brett's Please leave voice your name now. and phone number after the beep. Make we sure you leave a good message, call. okay? Hey, B. Wyatt, your old friend Monty at the Monty Showgram. Uh, just wanted to let you know, I just talked to Coach Witt. Well, actually, if we're being truthful, I left him a voicemail, but his voicemail told me he wanted to uninvite Utah from your shitty little conference. So if you could stop calling uh, Utah, that'd be great, okay? Stay hard. All right, good to see you, B. Wyatt. Take care. All right, done. Utah uninvited them. Well, I, after talking to Wit and really talking to Wit's voicemail, I've un. So Bam. really, out of here. Yeah, I can. I can. I feel like I can say I spoke to Wit, and now I spoke to, and we uninvited. Ways in opposition. You know, good work there. That was really good job. Thank you. Uh, truck stop Gumby voicemail is so 1980s. Yeah, I don't leave voicemails anymore. Just send a text, Hello. dude. We're not available now. No, we are available. Uh, what do you mean Farmageddon would be a good rivalry name? This is a great rivalry name, and that rivalry is K-State, Iowa State. Well, but I mean, are we talking about, like, gambling line rivalries, or are we just talking about, like, athletics? Because Iowa State's... I don't give up, Well, but Iowa State's kicking your ass in the sports books. All of their students, athletes are anyway. Because it's a long, <laughs> It's a long story. <laughs> Utah won't play Utah State. Why would they? Why would they? Why would they? Uh, Hey, read my super chat. Oh, you sent a super chat. There it is. Uh, Tile King, you were right, Monty, on the games. Congrats. I know how to take an L. Anyway, Team Olives. Wow. Soft person Tennessee. Can't back down. Ain't ducking. No smoke. Team Olives. Dude, you lost me, Jet. You lost me. And and I was going to be... You know, down in the dumps with you as someone who took the dubs last night and was completely disappointed by that. Bro, pitiful the advocates just and, called and you out for breaking up with women over text message. That didn't put you down in the dumps. Nah, dude. I mean, that's standard protocol, bro. Yeah, you know. All I have in this world is my balls and my text messages to break up with the hoes. No. That was amazing. That that's every day. 
That was awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we'll do Monty Makes You Money later. Hey, Monty. You'll get another chance. Jacob DeLambo, what's up, man? Still don't help that Utah leadership views the Big 12 as a downgrade. No, it doesn't. And I, I'm telling you, without naming, are you going to die over there? Yes. I've told you how to do this, right? I'm Shiva, the god of death. Here is how you fix your hiccups. I don't have hiccups. Yes, I just you do. had a bit of a cough. No, you That's ha- all. admit good. that you have hiccups. You're admit so it. fucked. No, admit it. No, I'm not going to do it. No. You have hiccups the way I have gas. No. Um, okay, I won't give you my hiccup cure. That's fine. Um, we have ah. spoken. Wow. We have spoken to the top of the totem pole at Utah. Yeah. And I would agree that they they view. They view the Big 12 as a step down. And yeah. I think it is 100% based on academics. I just, I, I think that's the reality of it. I don't think it's a it's something where, and this is just my, my general belief about the Pac-12 as a whole. I don't think the Pac-12 looks at the Big 12 as like, oh, that's just that crappy conference to the East. Screw <laughs> them. Let them go play football with the Mormons and see because how they like it. Because it's garbage. I don't view it that way. The way I view it is I think that the Pac-12 views itself as intellectually superior. Mm-hmm. And I think academically and I think AU and all that stuff. And I think they like the group they have. And by the way, what's not to like about the group that they have? But the problem is athletics matter. On a large scale. Yeah. Because it gives you exposure and it gives you reach. Yep. And there's no way around it. I don't believe that Taylor Randall, the president at Utah, looks at the Big 12 and is like, yeah, screw them. I That's just not the case. Yeah. I think they say, well, academically, it is significantly beneath the Pac-12. And it is. And it is. That's going to come back to get them. Right. But again, I don't disagree with that. But you're talking to a bunch of academics. You're talking to the academia. Yeah. And trying to convince them that they should take a step down academically. Let me see. Do I want to hang out with West Virginia and Oklahoma State? No, no, no. Or Stanford and Cal? I need about eight-tenths of a second. Uh, I'm going to hang out at the farm with Stanford. Hey, did you hear about some guy yesterday? Some uh, guy. Named Bob? Um, speaking of West Virginia, I mean, I know that the Pac-12 really likes to hang out with those folks, but yeah. You know. How do you think the uh, progressive Pac-12 viewed Bob Huggins' comments yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the—I think that's the issue. Yeah. I don't think it's a—I don't think they look at it as we're better than they are. Yeah, I think they say, "Well, we're smarter than they are." I think they definitely say that. Uh, Gabriel Boyce, what's up, Gabriel? Olympic sports matter all of a sudden? Oh, I think Olympic sports have always mattered. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think when you look at Olympic sports and you look at what those sports represent, I think that they absolutely, I, I just don't. It helps. I don't view this as some slap in the bag, dude. Well, clearly I don't. other people do. Oh, wow. Look at that. Where have you been, McCluskey? The mayor of Montytown, Mayor McCluskey. Utah Tech is a sleeping giant. They want the Pac-7. <laughs> Wow, you're a jerk. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Utah Tech. <laughs> you know. The eye patch. Did I enter Spaz Radio? Apparently you did. Yeah, welcome. 
OS, Monty went there with the gambling. <laughs> it's Iowa. Apparently, every student athlete in Iowa gambles. Yeah, apparently. Renee Roca, olives greater than mushrooms, shrooms greater than olives. Well, there's that's very well stated. Except the part where olives are better than mushrooms. And you know. Uh, Owen Lovell, uh, Utah versus Utah Tech, the new Pac-12 rivalry, Pac-10 rivalry. There you go. <laughs> Utah Tech, I'm telling you. Team Olives? No, thank you. Thank you, McCluskey. Geoff, what's up, my guy? Utah fans are much better at lighting blue wreaths on fire on people's front doors, which is something, I guess. Why would you do that? Monty Rant. Draper mom's ordering olive pizza to draw the tile king their way. (laughs) 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 Olives on pizza. Teddy, Teddy, you've been getting some calls to uh, do some plumbing work, you know? Yeah, if you could come and pipe me and Draper. Please. Up on the hill. Please. Uh, Renee Roca, uh, Utah will lead the new WAC Pac-12. Utah, Rice, SMU, and the Mountain West merger. <laughs> Dude, how pissed would Utah fans be if the Arizona schools, Colorado, and Oregon State uh, leave the Pac-12 and you wind up merging with the Mountain West? This is a code 10 abort. And well, suddenly uh, now those piles commissioner, of crap in Kansas look nice, huh? And you get a huge upgrade in commissioners. Commissioner yeah. Navarez would be your commissioner. But, dude, that would be tough to take. Oh, my God. Jeremy Callahan, 100% based on arrogance. Yeah. BYU will play anywhere, anytime in Utah. I think they will. I don't think Utah's ducking any smoke anytime soon. Nope. I, I just don't, I don't see that. Ain't ducking no smoke. No, they're not. Greg Romano. Uh, Utah does not want Oregon and Washington in talks with the Big 12. No, it does not. Uh, McCluskey says Utah State would love to be in the WAC. He probably would. By the way, hey, uh, McCluskey, did you see you made the all-defensive first team in the NBA? Ain't ducking, no smoke. Can't back down. Everybody's favorite airport weed carrier made it. Yeah. Uh, Jam on my jelly roll. Monty, Jake might have a hairball in his throat. He is dating. Nope, not doing it. Uh, Gary, <laughs> how is the 12 a step down? Those are damn good schools. Not academically, they're not. No. Uh, Mick A, I spend a lot of time at truck stops. I've heard that about you. <laughs> I've heard that about you. Mick the Lot Lizard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, McCluskey says Utah State's biggest rival is Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> I hear that. Dude, where have you been, bro? I missed, I missed these jokes, bro. Yeah, Mayor McCluskey, like, you're not, like, this whole job change time slot. Oh, I can't watch the show live because I have a job and got to support my family and stuff. Excuses, Excuses. 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 I'll just keep repeating what Jake says. Every t- I, I almost bought some Bridgestone golf balls online, mm-hmm. and now every site I go to, I get a I get a banner ad for Bridgestone golf balls. Which, by the way, they're phenomenal golf balls. It's making me crazy. It is making me crazy. Uh, Jim Toy, Utah rather tie its hips with Stanford and Cal academically, and you can't blame them. No, I can't. Salty Drunk, Monty, didn't you have Lakers in the over 228? I did. But did I told over? you. No, it did not. But what did I tell you? I said the only way to bet this game is to take the Lakers. Right? And then we were, I was like, okay, take the Lakers in the over. The only way to bet that game last night was to bet the Lakers. Yeah. And I believe the, what was the line? Plus four and a half? Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else you guys want me to do here. Okay? You know, I can only 
It can only be so good looking. Yeah. You know, why do you think your wives let you watch the show? Come on, guy. Think about it. Late, um, you know. Come on, guy. <laughs> think about it. The Lambo, the Pac-12 has prestige, but yeah, not enough members. I think uh, Oliviero says Utah would likely decline a Big 12 invite and go down with the academic ship. I don't think so. The, 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 the way I look at it is Utah is going to hang on until the very last. Mm-hmm. And if there are six members left in the conference, Utah is going to stay. I would guess as long as four of those six are to their north. In Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal. Mm. And I think they, they will stay. What a choice. I think if any of those four are gone, Utah's going to the Big 12. Because they have, a, they, they have a, a window to do that. And Tom Homo is a part of that. That's what I'm saying. You don't, just un, you don't uninvite yourself. There's like, no such thing as that. That's not how it works. There's no such thing as that. With yeah. all due respect to, I can't remember who you said said that. But yeah. with all due respect to anybody saying that Utah Funny. uninvited themselves. Yeah. At, that's just either a miscommunication or I don't know what show you heard that on, but I'm telling you. Yeah. It is. In a, and we, again, we reported it first and then everybody ran with it. Tom Homo greased the skids of communication mm-hmm. between Utah and the Big 12 because that's how Brett Yormark initially opened lines of communication. He used back-channel relationships, yeah, which is exactly what he should do. Uh, Delaric says, West Virginia and Oregon State can show those acad- academics how to party. Right. Well, certainly at West Virginia you can. Um, let's see. Oliviero says, if Utah views the Big 12 as a step down, they can stay put. But again, tell me they're wrong. I mean, it's... I don't understand this thing. We do this... I feel like we do this once a week. Yeah. Why is it confusing academically? Yeah, are you really telling me... Confusing. Are you really telling me that the Big 12 is not a step down from the Pac-12 academically? You re- you're really going to fight that fight and die on that hill because the numbers say you're a liar. Yeah. Or at the very least, you're wrong. But this is a propaganda point, and I'm so tired of the misinformation and the BS. And if you think that the 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 Big Twelve is on par academically with the Pac-12, you have no idea what you're talking about. That, or you're just spreading lies. Because I'm telling you now, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They it, the 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 Big Twelve academically is significantly behind where the Big Twelve or where the Pac-12 is. There's just, there's just no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. You look at, and again, you look at, and where is this from? September of last year, the Big Ten had the number one ranking at 56th in the country. The ACC was second at 57th on average. The Pac-12 was third at 97th on average. And Utah was one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the conference behind Stanford, Cal, Washington, Colorado, Arizona, and Oregon, who is tied with Utah at 105th. And then comes the SEC at 109th. And then comes the Big 12 at an average academic ranking of 148. So let me get this right. The Pac-12 has an average academic rank of 97th, the Big 12 is 148th because it's garbage. 
If you put Utah in the Big 12 right now, they'd be fourth behind TCU, BYU, and Baylor in front of Kansas, Iowa State, UCF, Cincinnati, Kansas State, Houston, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia, who's 234th in the freaking country academically. If you can't understand that, guys, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. On to Cincinnati. Am I saying that's right? No. But you you look at the research and you look at the research institutions, you look at the AAU members, like there's nothing to talk about here. The Big 12 is light years behind the Pac-12 in education. Agreed. Come on now. Yep. Come on now. Like how do we even argue that? How do we even argue that? Greg Romano, to paraphrase Monty in February, this is about athletics, not academics. Well, no, I think for the Pac-12, it's always been about academics. Yeah. Always. And I think in talking to, and I think now we've talked to multiple, multiple presidents. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've spoken, to, we've spoken to somebody at just about every one of these universities. Yeah. Nobody wants to leave. There is none of these 10 remaining members who are just thrilled and excited to get to the Big 12. No. None of them. It's a backup plan for every single member. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I just... It just is. Whether you agree with that or not doesn't really matter, with all due respect. It is how they view it. Yeah. Uh, I just, that's, just, that's just how I view it, but it's fine. Kurt Myers, Big 12 built the conference in God's name, image, and likeness. In God's name, image, and likeness. Utah has always followed the little brother. We built this program on NIL. No, they haven't. No, they have not. Because wouldn't they be independent right now if they had followed little brother? That team down south. Yeah, TDS. Uh, Mark Ruckert. Utah has some really good academics in a few areas, but generally viewed as an easy to get accepted to school. I don't disagree with that. BYU that doesn't is fix the Big Twelve problem. Yeah, though. BYU versus Utah isn't really the conversation. No, I mean, uh, again, I will say BYU is the prize of this expansion class for the Big Twelve. Yes, there's there's no question about that. And again, if we're talking about Cincinnati's 151st. And that's just not, like, you're not even in the same realm at that point. And I think that's the trouble. Like, I'm not sitting here defending the Pac-12's position. I'm just telling you what their position is. I mean, my, And what the facts are. Yeah, my, my, if it was me, my position mm. would be I'd already be in the Big 12. I yeah. said, the hell with this. I'm going to yes. the Big 12. I mean... I understand that academically that's probably going to hurt us a bit, but it's going to provide us security, and I can get the hell off of this topic about you know TV deals and all this other crap, and I can get onto the business of academics and and helping the conference build its academic like or its academics, and I think that 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 to me has value unto itself. But the problem is, it's not up to me. I'm not a president. I'm not a regent. I'm not that guy, pal. Yeah. And and Do you understand that BYU is 89th in the country academically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They went into the Big 12 number two in the conference academically. Yes. And Houston's 182nd. Let's see. Uh, Cincinnati's 151st. UCF's 137th. Like, you, you look at the other three that came in. Like, BYU is the catch of that, uh, of that expansion. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it just... It, and listen, it doesn't have to be an acrimonious thing. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing where... Everybody sucks and you're the best. It just, it doesn't have to be that way. On to Cincinnati. You know, I mean, the, the, 
The only thing that I can think of where you can say, man, everybody else is just mid is barbecue pit stop. Because you know, when you hear barbecue pit stop, it's the best barbecue equipment in the country. Whether it's Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef, best in the business. The actual smoker, best in the business. The accoutrements, like the the grill cover is the greatest grill cover I've ever had. It's not one of those flimsy plastic ones that tears and flies off with Wilma and her dog during a tornado. No, that's not no, how it really works. We're really focused on Philadelphia right now. Right? The, the Traeger grill cover is the best in the business. The ground mat is the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I'm, te- I'm an Ironwood 885 guy from Traeger. Right? We hooked it up at the barbecue pit stop in Murray. Right? We got the pellets. We got the Ironwood 885. We got the mat. We got the cover. Like, we got everything, and we got great service. Yes. They taught us how to use it. Plug it in. Put the pellets in. Hit Ignite. Wi-Fi or technology, MFers. Boom. Right? Like, they teach you how to use it. And the thing about Barbecue Pit Stop, and I say it all the time, is it's not just the equipment. You get the best cuts of meat. Go to any of their six locations. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson. Beautiful store in Payson. In a butcher shop. Um, you had a brand new, brand new grand opening in, in the GZ in St. George. And of course, our friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall. Like for real. Any of their stores, great service. Travel them online. BBQPitStop.com. Great service. Ask them questions. Any barbecuing question you have. Hey, anywhere in the country, any barbecue question you have. Hey, Monty said I could chat with you online. How long do I need to let my brisket rest in the cooler? Hey, do I really, you know, I don't want to cook it at 200. Can I cook my bacon at 450? Will it be, why do I need to cook it low and slow? Like they'll talk you through it because they're good dudes. They're entrepreneurs and they're service focused. They're customer focused, solutions focused, creme de la creme, MFers, bbqpitstop.com. Thanks. Any questions? Any questions? Whoa! Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Um, Let's see. Travis Bird says, anybody that loves the city, Utah, loves to talk about uh, Vitz the way you know. Okay. I mean, sure. Sure. Uh, Travis also says, Big Daddy Magic says, BYU Athletics is living proof God has a sense of humor. Okay. In God's name, image, and likeness. Travis Bird also says, can we please talk about Victor? Like Victor Maitland from Victor's the way. Victor Maitland from Victor's the way. Beverly Hills Cop. You want to talk about Victor? Victor's the way. Victor Wombin, your daddy. So Travis Bird today. For those of you who don't know, we call him Big Daddy Magic on the show. He is the official Monty Show ambassador. Walks into a Papa Murphy's pizza today. Picks up his pizza. And on video on his phone, he says, I don't need to use Monty's discount code because they all know that Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. My guy is committed. This motherfucker walked walked into a Papa Murphy's pizza today. And he says to the staff behind the counter, I don't need Monty's discount code because Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Hey, man, way to be, way to be oh. dedicated, bro. See, and that's why you, Big Daddy Magic, are the official Monty Show ambassador. You, you are. You are. 
Well done. And, and, and again, I, I tell you, we don't put, we don't give anybody a free pass into the RSL match on Victor's June 10th. Way. But for you, Big Daddy Magic, if Victor Wambanyama is in the state of Utah, we'll give him a free pass into the event. Victor's the way. Damn. <laughs> All right. Tanner Plummer, what will happen to Travis when the Jazz don't take Victor Wambanyama? Victor's the way. I'm, no, the greater question is, what happens to Big Daddy Magic when the Jazz do draft Victor Wambanyama? Ain't ducking, no smoke. Which they will not. But do you what, view this season as a failure? What happens the first time that the sex machine known as Victor Wambanyama rolls up and sees Big Daddy Magic dressed in all of his Buffalo Bills regalia with the two hot blondes next to him? And Victor walks up to Big Daddy Magic. And he's like, all right, here are the keys. Park my car. All right, thanks. Get Victor's you on the way, the way. out. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, Victor or uh, Victor's the way says, I am Booty Hunter from Hoth. Hey, man, <laughs> whatever gets you through, dude. That's why you I spend you, so man. much time in Draper, bro. Monty Rant says, we will celebrate when the Jazz don't draft Victor Wapenyama. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. I, look, Travis Bird, I love you, dude. Travis, you know what, man? I am inviting you to come to the RSL match. Don't lie to me. I am. I am. I am inviting you. June 10th, RSL versus MYFC. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. June 10th. All you have to do is go to... Travis, to do it, all you have to do is go to Big O Tires in American Fork. Get your oil changed. You're in. You're filling in for somebody. Okay. <laughs> I love you, dude. I do. I love you. Uh, real quick, a couple of things I want to get to. Just a couple of things. This Patrick Mahomes contract, can we talk NFL quarterbacks real quick? Yeah. This Patrick Mahomes contract is ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes' next deal could be a $160 million extension for three years. That's Victor Wambanyama money. Like, do you, it's, what quarterback, I'm asking in all seriousness, if Aaron, if Aaron Wambanyama is making, Victor's the way. If Aaron Wambanyama is making $59 million, are you telling me? Victor's the way. Are you telling me that Patrick Mahomes Minyama isn't worth $53 million a year? <laughs> are you serious? Stupid ass questions. They are stupid ass questions. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, they're talking about giving him three years and $160 million guaranteed by the time training camp opens. Yeah. Would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely offer it to him. I, I think the conversation from Kansas City, from the organization side is, is hey, this guy's won a Super Bowl. This guy's done. He, he hasn't left a doubt. I mean, he's done everything that you would That's want right. him to do. And so from their side of the conversation, they're not going to let this thing get anywhere near where Lamar got with the Ravens. And they're smart for that, in my opinion. Absolutely. The guy should Dude. never play for another organization like 100%. He should be a chief for life. And so if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I 100% understand this. But the real balls of the conversation is Patrick Mahomes and the choice he has to make here because ultimately Bro. the question is, do you want to win or do you want to get paid? Because you've won already. 
So do you want to go and chase Brady, which I think is noble, I think is the right thing to do, or or what I would do, or do you just want to make as much money as you can, which I also think is fine. I, and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but I think you need to understand if you're going to try and get paid whatever we just said, $53 million a year on average, you need to understand Bro. you're not going to be a Super Bowl team at that point. Bro. That's a lot of scratch, dude. Like, I, I don't know how you go about that. But I think in all that's the question. Is, is, and that's what I'd love to hear in the comments section. Are you, are you taking the money or are you taking 30 a year, let's say, or 40 a year, whatever the number, whatever that lower number would be, uh, to go out and win? That's the question. I think if you are the Kansas City Chiefs, you give us $5 for the Monty Show Golf Fund like Ann Donuts did. Okay. But I also think you need to pay Patrick Mahomes and you need to keep him as the highest paid quarterback in the NFL through his prime years because you cannot have this Aaron Rodgers BS. No. You just can't have it. And I know that's a lot of jack, dude. I totally understand it. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. how many teams are quarterback thirsty in this league? Do you guys want an indication of how many teams are quarterback thirsty in this league? Joseph Lee Burrow. Um... The Washington Commanders allegedly reached out to Andrew Luck and asked him to come back. How do we know this? Because the Indianapolis Colts are looking for a league tampering investigation into the Washington Commanders who wanted Andrew Luck's broken down, dead barnacle of an ass to come out of retirement to play for them. Which, by the way, if you're if the phone rings and you see Washington Commanders, do you answer it? Uh, with new ownership, yes. Under old regime, no. I don't, this is crazy. Are you serious? Are you serious that teams are so thirsty for a quarterback that you're reaching out to Andrew Luck, who has lost how much weight and muscle now? He, he looks like a shell of himself. What do you bet? I mean, you, you can't be serious that you're reaching out to this guy. Like, do it's you crazy. Even lift? It's crazy. And we're and then we're gonna sit here and debate whether you should pay Patrick Mahomes fifty three million one hundred sixty guaranteed. I understand why teams pay Aaron Rodgers fifty nine million dollars to go on darkness retreats. I do, but if you if you look at these, <laughs> you paid Buddy fifty something million bucks to go on a darkness retreat, bro. It's crazy. Couple other couple other football stories. Did you guys see this thing? On over-under win totals in the Pac-12. <laughs> Did you guys see these numbers? Let me let me ask you something. Do you see Colorado all the way at the bottom? Their over-under win total is three. Then how are they plus 30,000 to win the college football playoff title? <laughs> and how is 8% of the money coming in on Colorado? It's the Cal- Boy hat, bro. All hat, no cattle. That's yeah. what this is. That look at that look at that graphic. Colorado is now plus thirty thousand to win the college football playoff title, and eight percent of the money coming into Vegas on the college away. on the college football title <laughs> is on Colorado to win. Victor's the way. Dion's the way. Victor's the way. <laughs> Who's the idiot? Victor's the way. That's betting money. <laughs> And I'm being serious. Bro. Colorado is plus 30,000 and 8% of the cash is coming in. Yes, yes, yes. On Colorado. Okay, now I am a noted slurper of Deion Sanders. I'm a big fan of what my guy's doing up at Colorado. 
I'm not a big fan to the point of plus $30,000 lines, dude. Which means bet 100, win 30,000. If they win it all. So you you have very little to lose, right? Like you have you have very little to lose. Well, and the thing is, is Vegas has lots to lose, obviously. And this that's is why, oh yeah, dude. That's why I think there's so much money coming in on because it is so rare. I like think about it. When's the last time you saw a line this size? Like, and I know, I, like, there's no way in year one they're winning a national championship that's not happening right like just it's just not but but the idea and i and i hope people understand this the idea that the hype machine is this good it's this big is incredible to me do you guys understand that this is the number one liability in vegas right now and i'm not exaggerating yeah the number one liability in las vegas is this guy right here that's a fact dude Deion Sanders Facts. at plus 30,000 is the riskiest bet for Vegas. Yes. I'm for real. Now, let's be honest. And I don't care what he looks like and how I'm much or how little hair Deion has on his chest in this picture. He's not winning the college football championship. Please. So you're throwing your money away. Yeah, but it's so little money. But this is the impact this dude has had. Let me ask you this. For all, for all you people out there in, in the great state of Utah, who have positions because we don't gamble in this state. Other. Yeah, exactly, right? So we don't we don't gamble in this state. We have positions. So for all you out there who have positions, how do you not? Even myself who hates gambling, <laughs> I've considered putting the hundred dollars on it. How do you not? How do you not, guy, bro? You're the also the guy that farts out diamonds who won't spend money on anything ah. and, and you're considering <laughs> God, what did I do to you? What did I do to you, sir, ma'am, or whatever you are? Like, what did I? Oh. Hello, Moses. Are you here to part the sea for Dion? <laughs> like, what did I do to you that you won't even bet on a golf hole with me, but you'll go spend $100 on Dion Sanders? Yeah, dude. Who they hurt you? Said. Who hurt you? Dude. You're willing to speak. Get the fuck. Like, no. Victor's the way. No, no he's not. There's the way. <laughs> And then there's this mess. Can we look at these over-unders, please, real quick? Dude. Who wrote this stuff? My first problem is SC. How is it not 10? That 9.5 is a garbage line for SC. How are you not having a 10? I'm just telling you now that I think there's a real good chance, and God bless you, Utah. I am telling you now that I think there's a real good chance USC is going undefeated. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not going to be popular, and I know that's going to piss people off. But here's their schedule. San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford. At Arizona State, at Colorado, Arizona. At Notre Dame, Utah. At Cal, Washington. At Oregon, which is their only danger game, in my opinion. And then they're home for USC. And I think Lincoln Riley is good enough to go undefeated, and I think he will. So I would go over. Now, Oregon, on the other hand, I think Oregon is a very interesting is a very interesting situation their schedule is cake bro portland state at texas tech hawaii colorado they're 4-0 stanford 5-0 at washington 6-0 washington state 7-0 they're one real danger road game at utah what's the, what's the line we have on this for oregon oregon 
Over under wins is nine and a half. That's still nine and a half. Yep. I'm telling you that's over because they're winning double digit games. Yeah. Washington under. I don't I think Washington's gonna be a five hundred football team this year. Utah over eight and a half. I think Utah's gonna lose one game and it's to those three letters in LA. Yeah. Uh Oregon State over, Washington State over, Arizona under, ASU under, Cal over, Colorado over. Uh, you think you don't think ASU is over five? No, I don't. Have you looked at ASU's schedule? Yeah. Do you? I mean, look. oh, you can get them. Uh, just checking updated lines. You can get them at four and a half ASU. That is available to you now. Southern They've Utah. Here, here's their schedule. Yeah. Southern Utah, Win. Oklahoma State. Loss. Fresno State. Win. USC. Loss. So they've they're two and two right there. Yeah. At Cal, Win. I think no, that's a loss. Oh come on, dude, come on. They're gonna lose to Cal. Cal is okay. Come on. Colorado, at Win. home. Win. Okay, four wins. Four and two. At Washington. Loss. Washington State. Win. Loss. At at Utah. Loss. At UCLA. Loss. At Oregon. Loss. Or home for Oregon. Loss. Home for Arizona. Win. You think they're gonna five and four. They're not beat they're not. They're not beating Arizona. Arizona's Arizona's a much improved team. See, you only exist to piss me off. <laughs> Oh, Victor's the way. You only exist Victor's to piss. The way. You, you only exist <laughs> to piss me off. The way, baby. You Victor's only exist. No, no, no. He's Victor's not. Victor's the way. No, no, he's not. No, I don't no, care what anyone in the comments has to say. That's funny stuff. That is funny. Not as funny as the Taco Grande pizza with olives. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh. Hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We build it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. MONTY25. Download the Papa Murphy's app or get online at PapaMurphy'sPizza.com. Let's see what some of you guys think. Kurt Peters. Hi, Kurt. Good to see you, dude. Prime still working that portal. He is. Ron McClure. How the heck are you? Utah will surprise again third time... The bell. Uh, I look at Utah's schedule, and I think that one loss at USC. Mm -hmm. Florida, win. At Baylor, win. Weber, win. UCLA, win. At Oregon State, touch and go, but that's a win. Cal, win. At SC's a loss. Oregon, win. Arizona State's a win at Washington at Arizona. Those are wins in Colorado at the end of the year. Oh, Coach Prime. All hat, no cattle. The way. All hat, no cattle. Mm -hmm. That's a win for Utah. That's a win for Utah. I think they're 13 and 1. By the end of the year, I think they'll be got, 13 that, and 1. Is that, uh, they'll be 8 be, and 1. That's got to be, dude, if you're 13 and 1, that's got to be top four in the college football playoff. I think you're close. You got to be. You're certainly close. top five. The problem is, I don't have a handle on how good Oregon's going to be. Because yeah, I tough. just, I still don't believe that Bo's Knicks is going to be that good. I don't. I can't believe it's two years in a row. Monty Rant says Colorado will beat Utah on their way to national championship. Victor's the way. Okay. Uh, Saul Goodman, Utah eight and three. <sighs> who are they gonna? Who are they gonna lose to? Three three games. Florida. They're kicking the crap out of Florida. That's at Rice Eccles awesomeness. At Baylor, 
I think Utah's better than Baylor. Weber, nah, bro. UCLA, not at Rice-Eccles. That's going to be a night game. Uh, at Oregon State, okay, that's a tough one. Okay, let's say that's two losses. Cal, at SC, of course. Home for Oregon, you're not losing Oregon at Rice-Eccles. No. Arizona State, nah, bro. Washington, I think Utah's better. Utah's better than Washington. Yeah. Arizona and Colorado, nah, dude. I think two max. I think they're going to lose one game. I think they are going to lose one game. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the team. I mean, you got Braden Daniels drafted. I, like, dude, they're good. They're deep. They're talented. They're well coached. Yeah. I, I, I can't see him losing three. Mapes, what's up, Mike Maples? Oh, I'm sorry. Did we interrupt your life? I'm kidding. Mapes, Utah loses at least one game every season to a team they should roll. Well, you ain't wrong about that. You ain't wrong about that. Yeah. Shooter, Texas. Utah going to be shocked when they lose to Baylor. Going to be fun. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I think the Baylor game is one of those physical <laughs> games where you pick up some injuries. I think that's the minimum. I don't think you lose to them. But but again, I think this other question, dude, Cam Rising is a big question mark right now. And I think we can't mm. forget that, dude. Like, I, And I'm not saying they don't have anything behind them because they definitely do. But I just think it's not. Dude, Buddy's leg is not in good shape right now. We'll see. We'll see. Make sure you hit the like button, guys. Uh, 56 minutes to go in the show. We need, uh, about 56 likes would be amazing. If we could get to 250 by the end of the show, God bless you, friends. Uh, John Dry, Oregon loses to Tech in Hub City by 21. Stop. Come on, man. Victor's the way. Come on, man. Uh, Carlos Knuckles. Knuckles. Carlos. Uh, Monty in world ranking. Stanford is tied for number three. Cal is at number eight, UCLA 21, Michigan 23, and Northwestern Washington are 26. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's cool. Uh, the eye patch, Utah beats SC at the Coliseum 49-45. See, and that's that what I think the X factor is because Utah is capable of that. Well, the other thing is Utah's got three quarterbacks that can play. CKS, a three-peat is a, is a huge if Utah for sure not been done in the Pac-12, uncertainty on Cam could be too much this year for Utah. Mm-hmm. It is doable. Go Tigers! Surprise, Oregon State goes 10-2. and two. Really possible, dude. That home field advantage is legit and in Corvallis. I think, dude, I think this Big 12-Oregon State connection, Oregon State's got something to play for, man. John Dry, Oregon loses to Tech and Hub City by 21. Never going to happen. Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. I agree. Ute's going to be go 13-1 and or 14-0. and I, I would agree with that. Truck stop Gumby. Them's fighting words. Okay. Gary says eight and a half for Utah is disrespect. Agreed. Yes, it is. Agreed. I take the over on that every day, every day, easy money. Yes, I would agree. I mean, if you're going to have uh, SC you know. at nine and a half, certainly Utah's got to be at nine. Uh, Mike Maples. Oh, yeah. Miss me, friends. I did miss you, Mapes. Where you been? Uh, y'all ain't ghosted yet. Okay, good. Uh, Baylor D-line will be difference in the Utah game. Major disruption coming with Gabe Hall and TJ Franklin. That Utah be, offensive dude. line, but yeah. Utah always finishes well, but stumbles early. That's why Baylor has a realistic shot. You ain't wrong. Monty Rant. Utah is getting Victor in the transfer portal and will beat USC. Victor's the way. Um, from what I understand, he's a phenomenal tight end. Phenomenal. Michael Peck, Baylor is no slouch, but Utah is better. Depends on what Utah team decides to show up. Totally yeah. agree, bro. It's on the road. Uh, truck stop Gumby. Texas Tech greater than uh, Oklahoma? You, Oregon? Oregon? Oregon. 
I think. He does mean Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. Because like, Oklahoma's OU. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I look at that Tech game. It's September 9th. Early season game. It's in Lubbock. Warm. Bo's Knicks. I, I have a hard time seeing Oregon losing that game. I know they lost a lot of talent. But I have a hard time seeing them lose that game. South person Tennessee. In all seriousness, like I look at the, I look at, I look at where they fall. They're probably. How good is Texas? How good is Texas? I mean, they're good, but they're not some amazing team, man. I mean, they're beatable for sure. You know, I think it is. The biggest question about Oregon is going to be Bo Nix. He has another new offensive coordinator because Dillingham left. Um, But Dan Lanning did a phenomenal job there. You know, like I I just – Will Stein's a good good quarterback or a good offensive coordinator, but that's a new system. You know, like I I look at, you know, Treshawn Holden from Alabama I think is going to be a must. That's a guy that they've they've relied heavily on. But I also look at – at Washington, and I think Washington is probably I, – I don't see them being the same 11-2 and two they were. I don't. And I, I know that Michael Penix Jr. is back, and everybody likes to get naked with Crisco when they hear that name, but that was probably too much. <laughs> um, I, I know I – Crisco olive oil, who's counting? I mean, same thing. On, you know, like, and now you can get That's olive right, oil dude. in a spray can. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. It dude. just makes your life easier. It's a cleaner process. You know. Um, let's see. Gary says, uh, Oregon may be our blackout game. Well, better be. Can't hand nobody dropping that ball in a two-yard line. Yeah, I mean, line. what are Oregon fans going to do now that they can't drop, uh, you know, Mormon bombs on BYU? I don't know. Kurt Peters says, I use Pam. <laughs> no, it's nonstick. Lower. <laughs> Lower, lower flashpoint, too. Fat. A little more friction. Quote, lower flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> DeLambo, Victor's ankles are so small, he'd break them playing pickleball. Victor's the way. <laughs> that drop is going to get worn the fuck out. I guarantee it. <laughs> Rick Forrester, so all the Pac-12 schools are beating all the Big 12 schools. I think there's a good chance of that. You, I mean, listen, we can have any of the arguments you want. The Pac-12 was far better than anybody expected in football last year. And I don't even know that you have to make much of an argument to say the Pac-12 was a better football conference last year. Yeah. Until Chaboam in Stillwater gets his head out of his Stillwater. ass. Stillwater. And really what I should say is until he gets the mullet out and mm-hmm. starts winning football games. I'm a man. Because, again, the real question here is, can Kansas do what Kansas did last year? I mean, I'm a believer in K-State. I think... TCU, inarguably. But what is Texas this year? Can anybody really say that Texas in November is top five teams in the country? No. Um, because no. I, I have a real question about that. Because I, I, think, I think Texas, one, good luck replacing B. John Robinson. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to be incredibly difficult. Um, I mean, you've lost talent in this year's draft. There's no doubt. I mean, and, and I think... Obviously, lose mm. talent every year, but but Bijan is is special. I mean, you're getting nine guys back on offense, and you're yeah. not starting Manning. You better win, because I also think that this is it for Sark, and I think that that defense at Texas is coming for you nuts. Like that defense is that defense is coming. That that's going to be an aggressive hitting, good luck 
you're going to need an orthopedic surgeon after the Texas game. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're going to be defensively. Yeah. The offense had better put out. Because if the offense doesn't put out for Texas, Sarkeesian's going to lose his job. Yeah. Oh, and, what a loser. And frankly, if, if Texas disappoints again, shouldn't Sark lose his job? Yes. I think he probably should. Final. Right? Yeah, he should. I mean, they, they, that's a program that needs to win. Taylor Gilstrap. Texas Tech is looking ready to reload and shoot like they are living in the early 2000s. We're talking about football, right? Uh, Oregon is going to get embarrassed. I don't think that's – I don't think they're mm, – I don't think so. Big upset will be Houston beats Texas in Houston. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. By the way, has anybody paid attention to – hook them, bro! Has anybody looked at Texas's schedule? Rice, who we all know is a you know, little sc- – anyway. Rice at Alabama, Wyoming at Baylor. <laughs> no, I thought he said – So wait, your first month – Bro. You're going to Tuscaloosa. You're going to Waco. Waco. Home for Kansas, the shootout at Houston on October 21st. Oh, by the way, did I mention that you got to go to TCU and to Iowa State? And listen, I know those kids don't prepare well in Ames because they're always in the sports books betting on sports. I should probably stop with that. Hey, you're not wrong, though. But my point is that... That's a not an easy schedule. You're so fucked. So Texas's schedule. Rice at Bama, Wyoming at Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma at Houston, BYU, Kansas State at TCU at Iowa State, Texas Tech. Good luck. I'm Shiva, the god of death. So let me get this right. On one schedule, you've got at Baylor, <laughs> at Baylor, at Houston, at TCU, home for Texas Tech. Well, thank God you gave us a, a, a home game against Texas Tech at DKR. <laughs> Jesus. For the love of all things sacramental and stuff. In God's name, image, and likeness. Right. Good luck. Oh, you said Manning's not starting? Oh, Arch will be in there. Know home- your role and shut your mouth. You're going to have like seven dead bodies on the field after Alabama. Who's, mm. by the way, anybody that thinks that Nick Saban's not looking for day. Oh, buddy's coming, dude. Yeah, you tell, he's tired dude. of hearing about Georgia. Dude. And he's tired of hearing about last year in, in, in you know, Austin and Final. Texas. And, oh, how come, how come, bro? I broke my back. Nah, man. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. You're not leaving Tuscaloosa intact. I will chain you to a pipe. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, where's McCluskey been? Which team gets the most preseason hype and never lives up to it? USC or Texas? Colorado. Texas. Te- <laughs> okay, well, this year, this year it's Colorado. Well, Victor's no. The way. Victor Wamanyama. Victor's the way. Uh, Colorado by far. But I think Texas every single year. Yeah. Outside. Although I will say, before Lincoln got there, SC is legit. That's a legit point. Yeah, uh, the optimist. BYU is ranked way ahead of my Utah Utes in every university academic ranking service. We should run to the Big Twelve before we end up back in the Mountain West. Go Utes! I think you're being <clears throat> sarcastic. Uh, Michael Peck, Colorado. <laughs> Seriously, Peck. Victor's the way. Greg Hawkins. Notre Dame is the most overhyped team year over year. Texas is a close second. Notre Dame has not been hyped since. You know, since someone got Manti Teo'd. Yeah, Manti Teo'd. name, you know, image, and likeness. Since, you know, Lene Kakua or whoever. Don't you know who I am? 
since she tragically passed, Notre Dame has not been hyped. You know, Texas is no victor, but they'll do. Victor's the way. He walked into a Papa Murphy's and said, I don't need Monty's code because Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Legend. Stop it, Dan. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Victor's the way. Do you know how much of a lie that movie is, by the way? You must know that. Uh, All right, a couple more. Carlos Knuckles says Washington is a better team than last year, and Utah loses to Washington as well. Okay. Victor's the way. Okay. (laughs) I should have never let you put that in. Oh, wow. I shouldn't have said that either. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Shouldn't have never let you put that in. Which is what Tiger, Tiger Woods' girlfriend said. Mm. Okay, somebody needs to help me with this. Because, first of all, why would you... Da- and I, I'm asking for a friend. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand this. Why would you date Tiger Woods? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Now, I go back to Lindsey Vaughn on this. Because Lindsey Vaughn... fine? Is a goddamn smoke show. Yes. And I'm just curious. Because this girl that we're talking about, with all due respect. This case is empty. Is not Lindsey Vaughn. Empty. The opposite of full. So I'm just asking here. If you are a mildly attractive young lady. Tell me why you're dating Tiger Woods. Now, I understand why you would date Prime. Who does that? But why are you dating Tiger Woods? And there she is at the White House (laughs) with Tiger Woods. She's an attractive girl. But you knew this was going to end poorly. So So I said, yeah. if, If you don't know the story, Tiger Woods allegedly, according to Documents filed in court by this now ex-girlfriend. Right. Tiger Woods begins a relationship with this woman while she's the manager of his restaurant. Okay. He says to her, allegedly, I will fire you if you do not sign this NDA and we will not date. I really don't care if you think it's us. Well, let me sign that, sir. She claims she signed it (coughs) under duress of sexual (coughs) harassment and abuse. Never. Allegedly. One thing leads to another. They start touching private parts together. They start living together in his $154 million mansion in Palm Beach. And then all of a sudden she doesn't want to leave the house because she thinks he's going to break up with her and change lives. Um, um, and then Tiger's staff comes to her and says, you know, oh, hi, girlfriend. Um... Tiger would like to have a short weekend romantic getaway with you. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Let's pack your shit and go to the airport. Kitty cat juices is not all over the place. So naturally, she's like, okay, great. I want the long shaft driver, please. Victor's the way. (laughs) Who doesn't like a little vacation shaft, right? Stupid ass (laughs) question. They pack her stuff. And a lot of her stuff, not just like an overnight bag. I'm pumped. (laughs) And they go to the airport. (laughs) 
And she's like, okay, thanks for the ride. Hey, I don't see uh, Tiger anywhere. It's really unfair. Well, hi, I'm Tiger's lawyer. By the way, he just broke up with you. And by the way, here's your eviction notice. You're out. So let me get this right. True story. According to this woman, Tiger's staff sends her to the airport where she's met by Tiger Woods' attorney who says, by the way, Tiger's done with you. Your relationship's over. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. Here's your eviction notice. Don't come back. The locks have been changed and your shit's on the curb. Hasta la see you, lady. And he will every single time. She tries to go back, can't get in. They arrange for her to pick her stuff up. She says they took $30,000 in cash from her. Which, by the way, she was only hoarding allegedly because she thought he was going to break up with her. Which he did through his attorney at the airport. Sexes me. And now she is suing to get her money back. And she wants to be compensated for emotional distress. The ink isn't dry yet. So, I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah, kind of like Tiger did. <laughs> Miss, Miss Restaurant Manager. He banged a Perkins waitress behind a Perkins restaurant in an SUV parked next to a garbage dump. <laughs> he literally pulled the SUV behind the Perkins restaurant. They got in, swap spit. And she got out. He drove away. Catch me outside. How about that? And allegedly, do you know how he found out that, that his father had passed away? He was in bed with a pro. And uh... when the phone rang. And I'd also remind you that this is a guy who had the, the perfect storybook life, but was banging porn stars and hookers on the side. Until Elin found out after he took Ambien and then beat that ass with a golf club and he crashed his Cadillac. And you thought this is the guy who should be your boyfriend. Oh, if that wasn't enough, then there's all of the stories about Lindsey Vaughn. Now, I know what Lindsey Vaughn looks like naked. Do you know how I know that? Yeah, because Tiger's phone was hacked and all of her nudes that she sent him were released out into the atmosphere. You want to? Then he allegedly cheated on her, so she dumped him. So wait, hookers, porn stars, Perkins waitress, because by all accounts, it was only one, uh, Elin, Lindsey Vaughn, and you're a restaurant manager and you think this is forever. I don't give a baker's fuck. Okay, you're not smart. <laughs> because I'm just gonna, and this is a rule that I apply across the board. You know. Listen, friends, <laughs> when you know the dude and you still decide to date him and he does you dirty, can you really then file suit for emotional distress? You are not. The <laughs> you, you really, I'm sorry. You think you have credibility? Are you out your goddamn mind? It's an own question. You knew who this guy was. Facts. Right? You knew Facts. that Jake, Facts. if you're dating Jake, he's going to break up with you by text. Bet you weren't expecting this one. You've been there. You know he's got no balls. He's breaking up with you by text, I'm right? I'm real. Probably too I'm much. I'm real. Or TMI. I'm real. That's how you look at it. They texted. <laughs> but you know who this dude is. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think that Mr. Woods 
Tiger. Go Tigers. Tiger has this affinity for winning over the hearts of the ladies, getting that pipe on. No, he likes sex. He ain't got no heart winning. No, but it's but it's but it's his it's the game. Right. right, it's the game. He has one live at the crib, and he's yeah, got multiple other ones out he, back he of the, the freaking perk. What he likes to do Are you serious? is meet them, win them over real quick, pipe them, and move on to the next one. That's pipe what I'm saying. Them. Yeah, that's but that's what he does. Why would you ever date this guy? I don't understand it. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, only on the Inquirer at the Monty Showroom. Correct. Correct. Uh, Derek Myrie says, hell no. <laughs> D-Rock, sounds like the Goodfellas movie. It does. Travis Bird says, thank you for playing that soundbite of me. It means a whole lot. Victor's the way. You're the dude. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, I miss Perkins. Good burgers. Victor's and apparently the, way. the fish sandwich ain't half bad. Victor's Kurt the way. Peters. <laughs> you don't pay pros to come. You pay them to leave. Boom. Out of here. <laughs> you notice Tiger never got outed by a hooker or a porn star. Nope. Never. Nope. You notice Bob Kraft didn't get outed by the people at the salon. I know, Risa. You, you pay pros for privacy. You pay hoes for a settlement. Mm. I need a dick. Right? Like You do. What, what? That's the truth, bro. That's the truth, man. Big Jack 512. Tiger says, quote, is that wrong? It's not. <laughs> um, D-Rock says, great pies are made at Perkins. Damn. I'm out. Damn. K Nuren with good QB play. BYU could be better than six and six. Notice the inherent Cougar reference in that uh, comment. DeLambo, Tiger is always working on that swing. That's right. Sure is, man. Uh, C Cop, and they just that rich and famous lifestyle. I like I think they just don't care. No, well, because why does he have to care? I, I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and, and I, I stay rich every fucking time. Kurt Peters, text breakups, very acceptable. Truck stop Gumby, Jake texting redheads behind Perkins. <laughs> That's right, Jake. Jansen, Tiger likes to get deep in a lot of girls' woods. Yeah. Deep woods off. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Tiger is the real rowdy, rowdy pipe her. Yeah, did dude. It Piper, See what he Piper. Did there? See what he did there? Rowdy Piper. You know. McCluskey. Dating Tiger is like promising going on a nice quiet drive through Zions with Jake. Yeah, we all know that ain't true. We all Congratulations, know. but that's bullshit. We all know yeah, they dude. ain't no reset. No. Ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Come on, man. Ain't no reset. Saul Goodman. When does Tiger get to the 18th hole? I don't Anita know. Dick I'm not even sure he's on the back nine yet. Uh, the eye patch, savage breakup, Tiger. You're the man. Like, Dude. is this something to be proud of for Tiger? Breaking up with a girl I don't by think a it's lawyer. To be proud of. You sent your lawyer to the airport. It's like I said when Eric was on from the Advocates. It's cold blooded, dude. It oh is, my god! There is zero remorse in Buddy's. You actions. are not now, a nice man. Now here's my question, and and this is the only saving grace for Tiger. Yes. How much context do we not have about how crazy this lady was? Because mm. because that's the only other thing I'm wondering about here. Because I I, I hate the problem is I have as as uh, what's Buddy's name at Arizona, Mister Affinities. I have, I have a certain, Robbins, President Robbins, President Robbins, as President Robbins would say, I have a certain affinity with watching Tiger Woods play golf, right? Golf. 
And and I don't want this guy to be a villain. The fact is, he is a villain. Yes. But when I watch the guy play golf at Augusta uh, with fake birds by CBS, I want to enjoy that and not think about him, you know, straight piping the Perkins waitress, dude. I don't want to think about that, dude. I don't want to think about that, dude. What I want to think about is, hey, man. Is he, can he put this within like two feet of the cup and he can birdie the spark? But if three? you meet Tiger Woods, do you are you like, bro? Bro, can I get some advice, dude? Hey, you man. are not. <laughs> like, do you uh, and Tiger? I'm, I and I just need a little advice. Do you pull the SUV back around and then have her get in, or do you have her walk out the front door and drive her back behind the her? rack attack? And are you pay, are you are you looking for a slicer? Or are you just playing a fade? You know, I should, I should stop. Greg Hawkins, uh, it's never that cool to be litigious with an ex. No, no. How is she suing him for emotional distress? That's what I don't understand. And I think that it's very clear what happened. She doesn't care about what happened before. She was going to change him. Yes. And this was forever. Yeah. And it was never going to be forever. Yeah. Tiger's not the There are just some dudes who are always going to cheat on people. Yes. You know, you, you, I think as men, you're a cheater or you're not. I, I don't think there's an in-between. There's not. You either are okay with being an unfaithful to your significant other, whether it's your wife, girlfriend, prom date, whatever. Victor's the way. Or you're not. <laughs> what are you playing that drop there for? Uh, you know, she must have aggravated him. Oh, that certainly must be it. She aggravated him. Um, Michael Peck, tax breakups is so 2019. Well, that's actually the last time it happened. Boom, out of here. Uh, it's all about ghosting them when they ask, what are we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you asked this girl to be your girlfriend. What was her response? Yes. Do you guys see what I deal with? (laughs) It's a wrong question. It's a talk show. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, McCluskey. Yes. She I said... bet Tiger's ex put blue cheese and olives on her pizza. Oh, no, now we're man. past it. She ain't getting to explain okay, it. Okay, fine. Fine. That's cool. The eye patch. Nobody. Blue cheese on a pizza? That's gross. Stop. Uh, Tiger was a virgin until he turned golf pro. You know, like when he was seven. See what they did there? Seven. Okay. Uh, Gary, nah, all these girls are now X piped, not straight piped. Well, well, Gary, cat you're not back. wrong, bro. You're not wrong, my man. It's just, you know, uh, Kurt Peters, Tiger is like Bill Clinton, high stretch jobs that need to be released. Oh, please, oh, okay. dude. The guy golfs for a living, man. Come that on. explains it. Come on. <laughs> Buddy golfs for a living, dude. Come on. Bill, Bill Clinton quite literally could have had any woman in the world. Yeah. This is a Donald Trump thing. Yes. Any woman in the world. You took Stormy Daniels? You took Monica Lewinsky? I'm not a big fan of Fox. Like, I get the Kennedys and Marilyn Monroe smoking. Yeah, and she was at the top of her game during their time, bro. Stormy Daniels, dude? So I said, yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. Uh, Gary says 2019 BC before COVID. Exactly. Jimmy, if he cheated on Elon, uh, Elon, he's cheating on anyone. Yeah. Elon was okay. Yeah. Uh, Monty Ramp, Marco Polo breakups is the way now. I guess. There's a new girl on Marco Polo. Nah, we're not about that life. She should be. Jake Gordon, nobody can say no to Jake. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. (laughs) Come on, bro. What? 
It is what uh, it is. Kurt Peters, no need to break up. Just backburner them. Wow. Just backburner them. What does that mean? Yeah, take it. See ya. Ruff's official. Are you guys going to talk about all the NBA players involved in sex controversies next? Wow, Ruffs, thanks for the... Uh, that's valuable man, contribution. That's really, wow. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, Monica got better with age. Well... <laughs> and the emoji. <laughs> you ain't going backward from where she was. You know. She, that an intern in the Oval Office. Isn't that just... Isn't that Bill Clinton being like, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. You know, I fixed that uh, debt crisis in the Middle East thing. Hey, what's your name, sweetheart? Why the fuck else would you do this job? Hey, you want to see my Resolute desk? Dude. Like, that's what that the intern in the Oval Office. Yeah. And by the way, you let her keep the dress. Rookie. Rookie, rookie, rookie. Yeah. You don't do that. Uh, Monty Rant, what's the girlfriend's name, Jake? Uh, it starts with a P. Okay. Her name is Paige. Her name is Paige. Okay, turn the page. Uh, Monica acted. Uh, Monica aged like a fine stain. Too, Damn. On the, on the dress. Damn. On the dress. All right, 30 past the hour. That means we have got to get to Monty Makes You Money. Stay hard. Where we tell you how to bet NBA games tonight. Last night, two for two. Um, why don't we start with Philadelphia, the 76ers, Boston. Boston. off. The Celtics of Boston, who are a seven and a half point favorite, two hundred and thirteen points is the over/under. I don't know why I'm talking like that today. Um, James Harden. Yeah, I'm happy to give you some runway here. Here we go. Um, because again, James Harden is carrying the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to apologize for oh. calling him fat repeatedly? Oh, nope. Do nope. you want to apologize Fact. for saying that he has Fact. lice in his Fact. beard? Fact. Did they win the series yet? Do you want to apologize for saying that bed bugs are living up in that beard? Dude, it's nasty. But do you want to apologize because he did spend time with the, one of the shooting victims and he gave him his shoes? Yeah, I mean, I think what he does off the court is awesome. I, I mean, there's no doubt. But he's a fat, bug-infested, beard-wearing Fact. fool on the court. Correct. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Country of origin. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Like I, you know, yeah, James, no doubt James is James has carried them. There's no question about it. And I think this knee thing with Joel has obviously slowed him down a little bit, but the problem is, you know, after uh, last week, I think Friday we, we were talking about Boston. Like I don't trust Boston now, even at home. I don't trust Boston at all. And I think that's the problem. Like Okay, now here's my issue. Yeah. We're one possession into the game. And Jason Tatum didn't touch the ball. And Derek White almost shot an air ball out of the corner. And this is the issue with Boston. The other issue with Boston is that they're at home and they're not wearing their Kelly Green Shamrock uniforms. Which I just don't understand. You have one of the best uniforms in the entire world and you are not wearing it. Yeah. The line is seven and a half in favor of Boston. Again, you guys, I think the only way to bet this game is to take the Philadelphia 76ers to cover the seven and a half. No. That's the only way you can bet no, this game. Well, how dude. else would you bet Philly this game? Philly wins, but they don't cover. They're in Boston. Well, if Philly wins, then they cover because they won a game. So you think Philadelphia is going to win? Yeah. Boston is favored by seven and a half. 
Boston is favored by seven and a half. Yeah, Philly would cover in that case. You're right. I I just you can't. There's no way to trust Boston. Like it, it, it's over. It's over. It, it's done. I don't trust them. I I you can't count them in the win regularly. Like Jason Tatum, in my opinion, is no longer regarded as a killer. Like passing with the game on the line is an absolute soft person tendency move, Ja. Like, there's no way around that. You, you At a minimum, what were you down? One, I think? Or were yeah. you tied? Like, go up and get fouled. You're standing on the block, dude. Like, to kick that ball out to Marcus Smart was just dere- a dereliction of duty. It's totally unacceptable. And I'm tired of Jason Tatum getting a free pass, dude. I'm going to take the Philadelphia 76ers to cover the seven and a half, the Celtics to win, and this game's going over. Yeah, I'm taking... I'm taking Philly outright. Philly outright, yeah. Over under 213. Uh, 106.5. Uh, I would take over on that. I would, I would take over, over as well. Yeah. So we're both over. I've got Philly, uh, or I've got Boston winning Philly covering. You've got Philly winning outright. Yeah. Okay, game two tonight is the Phoenix Suns at the Denver Nuggies. The Nuggies are a six-point home favorite at Balls Arena. <laughs> 227 and a half. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. Can you hit the victors the way drop? Oh, okay. Hang on. Well, let me let me pull it out real quick. Uh, let's, uh, Jake's going to... You should okay, probably go ahead, hide go ahead, the kids. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Devin Booker. Victor's the way. No, he's not. It's Devin Booker. Victor's the way. Uh, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to come back to earth a little bit in this game. How much do you trust Chaboy, Kevin Durant? I mean, I think he found his stride last game, for sure. I mean, he looked a lot better. The, the jump shot just looked better. I don't know if he just found it or whatever, but it just looked, he looked more normal. Like he was making the shots <clears throat> you would expect him to make. So, you know, to me, I, I, that, that series is at 2-2, correct? If I remember. Yeah, yeah. So like, You know, this is the game, if you're the Suns, where you want to win this game and then end it at home. You know, that's, if you're the Suns, that's what you're trying to do here. Here's the scary part for me. They needed Landry Shemet to have a huge game mm-hmm. to beat Denver. And I just don't see that happening again. I, I Landry Shamet is a nice little player, but is there anybody here who believes that Landry Shamet can do that again? And when they did get Landry Shamet to do that, they only won by five. Mm-hmm. And again, sex machine was unbelievable. Totally agree. 36 points, but you got 19 from Shamet and 30 minutes off the bench. And he was five of eight from three. Yeah. He's not doing that. And, and again, I still maintain, you know what their biggest problem is? DeAndre Ayton is way overpaid. <laughs> and you can't have him play in, in big games. And you are quite literally playing Jock Lawndale 21 minutes because you can't trust DeAndre Ayton. Yes, correct. correct. You, you can't bet the Suns tonight. You can't. I think the only way to bet this game tonight, you guys, is to take Denver and the under- I think Denver covers a six, and we're we're going back for an elimination game in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I, I if you're betting, if you're putting money on it, yeah, you have to bet it that way. There's no question about it. Uh, my opinion is taking money out of it. I think there's an, a chance that Devin Booker could have one of those signature, like career defining games. I think this is yep. one of those games. If you're Devin Booker, where you're sitting here saying, "Okay, we can't mess around with this anymore. It's a best of three. We win this, we go home, we're good to go. And and I like the same way that Jason Tatum was soft for passing on the last possession is the same way that Devin Booker has that opportunity tonight to continue 
you know, building that reputation of a postseason killer. And and frankly, I, I really hope he does it. Honestly, I do. I think Book's going to be fine. I just don't trust the rest of this team. I don't. Uh, Amax says Bill Clinton turned the Oval Office into the Oral Office. Mm. Okay. Uh, Brandon Butler says, at this point, there's no one I trust in the playoffs. Shooter Texas uh, says, trusting Boston to win is like trusting Kamala to speak clearly and concisely on any given topic. Okay, I know where you stand. Thanks. Bro, can you stick to sports, please? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Jet Wayman says, nope, Boston wins by 10. Okay. Uh, Salty Drunk says, you sure, Monty? I'm writing this down. I think Boston wins Philly covers. I, I, my confidence level in that is like 12%. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey! Uh, Denver wins and covers. See, Jet, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree. The iPad says take the Suns. Kurt says Denver at home covers and wins. Uh, Salty Drunk says, what did you guys make of the DA benching? I think it's the only thing to do. I think Jock... You know that he's going to come in and he's going to bust his ass. He's going to play for every second that he can get. Yes. And that's better than DeAndre Ayton walking around like there's no big deal and we're just playing pickup at LA Fitness. Hey, real quick, I got to text my girl back. I'll be right back. Ridiculous, dude. I mean, at least Gary Payton II was throwing up in his mouth when he went back to the locker That's what I mean, dude. Like, you got these guys who are busting their ass and you think you're something special. Yeah. Uh, The iPad says Sun Shock Nuggets. Jacob DeLambo. Katie and Booker really coming on. Whoever wins this game wins the series. I think I'm that could you, be dude. very, I'm very with you, right. Bro. I'm with you. Lakers winning the West. Well. Yeah, I have a take on that. I am embarrassed for the dubs, dude. That was an embarrassing performance. Like, uh, yeah, and I was wrong about it. Oh, no, don't stop. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Now, listen. Uh, let's, let's just do an inventory. I'm smart. I'm attractive. Um, I am not. I am not. A, I am not sexy. Um, I don't have much talent. I can't golf. Uh, but I told you the Lakers would win last night. It's really disappointing, you, dude. I don't told you. The biggest problem is that I don't think the Warriors can count on their guys anymore. I think Steph Curry is still elite. I think Clay and Dre. And honestly, I think you have got to remake about the the bottom half of that roster. I would agree with that. I think Gary Payton, Andrew Wiggins, Clay, Steph, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. I love Kavon Looney as your number two center. Mm-hmm. You need a scoring option at the center. Draymond needs to go. Jordan Poole needs to go. And, and I, you everyone just beat else me needs to, to go. I think Jordan Poole is a problem. Because he likes himself some Jordan Poole. Now, having said that, and if you want to stand up, you can. You're going to have to give it up for the Lakers defensively. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, in, I'm impressed for sure. I mean, I, I think, you know, and, and there was, uh, what was it on Get Up? I think we heard this take, but you've been saying it long before we heard it today. Like, you know, Darvin Ham was a low-key hire, you know, and someone who who's a defensive-minded head coach that nobody knew about, and I think he deserves a lot of credit. It's an excellent, it was an excellent hire. You're going to have to tweak that staff and make them better offensively. Yeah. But Darvin Ham knows how to coach defense. And yeah. you look at the leadership, and I know you guys hate him. You look at the leadership that you're getting from LeBron. 
The switches at the end of the quarters and at the end of the game last night where he knew the exact play they were trying yes. to run. Yes, totally LeBron prepared. LeBron is prepared. He has watched film. He knows what those sets look like. He's the reason they won the game. Yeah. And yes. I'm telling you, it's going to be tough to beat them because I don't think that Golden State can do that. But but I think what really bothers me about last night for the dubs is, like, this is a great game. Like, I stayed up to watch the whole game. And I'm like, dude, like, this is a game I feel like the Warriors are are in. No, if no, you... no, no, no. This is a game you feel like the Warriors should win. That's what I was saying. Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a game where if you just inbounded the ball, if you call, and the odd thing is, I maintain, and there's some debate here, but I think Steve Kerr's the best coach in the NBA, arguably. Yeah. Anyone's standard says he's one of the best. You don't call a timeout? You don't, you don't draw up a better play? And by the way, what is Andrew Wiggins doing? I mean, Andrew Wiggins on that final turnover stood still with LeBron in front of him. <coughs> Never moved. Well, and I think on that play, the interesting thing is LeBron's in the wrong position, right? No, you, they switched. LeBron was in the exact right. right position. He sent Anthony Davis around. He like he sent those guys where they were. Right, but LeBron would have been in the wrong position if Andrew Wiggins had done his damn job, which would be go to the basket when you're. Five oh, you feet can make away. that argument if he cuts, but you know what? I think the problem is is that I don't think he can finish on LeBron there. Yeah, that might be true, but I'd love to see a whistle. I'd love to try. I would see love you try to, to as get well. a whistle. You know, and, and and he probably doesn't. I mean, you know, I I'm, I have no shame about it. You probably don't get that whistle at that moment in the game, right? But at least, hey, you can at least then you can bitch about not getting a whistle. Oh, that's right. Steve Kerr decided to go that route, which I absolutely hated. Oh, hey, they called a bunch of moving screens, and you know the Lakers flopped their way to a win. Like, dude, yeah. like stop talking, Steve Kerr. I love you, bro. Like, big time, Steve Kerr guy. Love the coaching job. Love everything he's done. Yeah. I believe in the Steve Kerr coaching tree. Totally about it. Do not come out in the media and talk about the whistle being the reason you lost the game. You lost the game because, like he said, you couldn't inbound the ball, and you didn't execute you at the end of the game, dude. You couldn't make basic basketball like, plays. It's so incredible to me that we want to sit here and talk about how Clay's not having a big enough game or the fact that Jordan Poole shouldn't even got dressed last night because he had zero but you guys, impact. This is what I, if you watch your average NBA playoff game, especially ones that are tight in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. watch how many guys can't make a basic play. Watch how many times DeAndre Ayton cannot catch the ball. Watch how many times. Watch how many times a guy doesn't cut into a wide open space. It's so obvious. Watch how many times a guy will not make the easiest, quickest, best inbound pass. Watch how many times a guy will not make the right screen or be in position to make a screen at the right time. The basic plays. <coughs> That's what you're seeing out of Golden State right now. Katie Rader, what's up? Says, Monty, for all holy, move on from NBA. Darvin Ham is a Red Raver. Wreck him. Pew, pew, as you like to say. Pew, pew. <laughs> That's right, Katie there Rader. There you go. There you uh, go. Jet Wayman says, I think Spo is the best coach in the league. He also gives us $2 to say Denver covers, but... Boston covers. It'll happen. Jansen says Boston and the Suns. Boston covers. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tom says uh, fun little brush fire in St. George. Ooh, really? What's going on in Alberta, Canada? Like, are you, Did you guys see all the wildfires up there? Nah. Like, that's crazy.
Uh, San Diego State Glenn says, go Suns, keeping receipts. Let's go. Nate Davis, no defense, Jake, but uh, Tegan did the right NBA decision. Marcus Smart just didn't make the shot. He did make the shot. No, Jason oh, yeah. Tatum, the play we're talking about, it's the last play of the game, yeah. where Tatum drives down to the baseline and doesn't rise up and shoot. He, he goes under the basket and then kicks to Marcus Smart, who shoots it, makes the shot. But the clock had expired because Tatum didn't shoot it and Marcus Smart didn't have enough time to shoot it. Yeah, That's a problem. You know, uh, Ruff's official says, LOL, they move on quickly when it's political comments they don't agree with. No dick. We move on quickly when we're trying to talk NBA and everybody has joked with us the last couple of days. Stick to sports, bro. Anyway, Gary, Boston and the Suns win. Take unders. DeLambo, I'm here for Lakers and Boston. Me too, The NBA dude. needs it, dude. And, and, you know, that's my thing right now. I just don't trust Boston. I don't. Like... This is a game they should win. Boston should cover. Everything should be kosher. You should have your normal jersey on. You shouldn't be trying to be cool kids club. You should just go out, play good basketball, win the game. Handle your business. Tyrese Maxey can't be open by five feet. That's what I mean, dude. Like how? And you're supposed to be one of the best defensive teams in the league? My ass, By the way, by the way, real quick on the New York Knickerbockers. Texas, me. Another team. Should the Knicks of Knickerbocker land should the Knicks trade Julius Randle after the game last night? After the game last night, Julius Randle said, ah, Miami just wanted it more than we did. And he ain't wrong. Mrs. Monty and I are watching that game, and I'm watching the, the Heat just walk into the middle of paint and get rebounds. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the mm. should have made the Don trade. Should have made the Don trade, dude. Yeah. Should have made the Don trade. In all seriousness, should have made the Don trade. Uh, Katie Raider, Monty, when are y'all coming to H-Town to broadcast? Not soon enough. We are going to be, we're going to be in Fort Worth because we were told that's, you know, can't say Dallas when you're at the AT&T Stadium. We are coming to Big 12 Media Day, July 12th and 13th. But you never know. You never know. Kurt Peters, for those of us not in major markets, F the Lakers and Celtics. <laughs> right? Who should the dra- Jazz draft? Jake? Oh, am I allowed to play it now? Is that, or am I allowed to? Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. No, they precisely should not uh, draft me. I don't know because a week from tonight is the NBA draft lottery. Ask me a week from tonight. Hey, by the way, any love for the Blackhawks get winning the draft and getting Connor Bedard? Come on. Seriously. Try bro. not to mess it up, please. All right. With 10 minutes to go in the show. With 10 minutes to go in the show. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys get your uh, bucked up buckshot samples in the description below. Here's what they look like. Everybody was asking, what do they look like? This is what they look like. Super easy energy shot. Good, clean energy that lasts all day. Get them in the get six of them free in the the uh, link in the description below. Um, do you guys like fast food? And I and I'm just being serious because mm-hmm. then we have to get back to a topic about having sex when you're 79. Right. Wait till you hear that one. Do you guys like? Do you Jake? Do you like fast food? Uh, like I don't like the basic basic. I don't like McDonald's level fast food. Like if you're asking me about. Five guys. Yeah, I like five guys a lot. Yeah. Like, I like 
Cafe Rio, you know, like, I guess, you know, before the bug incident, Chipotle, right? Like, you know, there like there are levels to it. I don't like canes. I don't like basic. Canes! I don't like basic, terrible $5 food. No, I you, don't. So you don't like canes at all. I no, agree. I hate it. Totally agree. Um, because there's a, there is a survey out mm-hmm. from eat this, not that. If you don't read that blog, you're dumb. Uh, about the degradation of fast food quality. Right. And the degrading of fast food in this country. First of all, let's make no mistakes. I love fast food. You want to feed me a super chick's chicken sandwich twice a day, every day? Hell yeah. All day, dude. Now, do I do that? I don't because I'm fat and I'm trying to lose weight. Losing weight. And why am I doing that? Because I'm eating at home. Now, having said that, I love fast food. Jake's about to read a list of the fast food restaurants that get the most complaints about the quality of their food. So starting from bottom to top. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. Burger King is number six. Who's surprised? Closing 400 restaurants across the country. Burger King, not my favorite. Number five, Dairy Queen. Dude. I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah. I haven't had a Dairy Queen anything in probably 10 years. Overpriced and underwhelming are two words many customers feel they can apply to Dairy Queen. That's their biggest things. Yeah, I think I... This one's not going to make you happy, and it didn't make me happy either, just telling you now. Jack in the Box. Ah, I love Jack in the Box, but admittedly, the quality of the Issues is include meals served with raw meat, salads with no vegetables in the container, food poisoning leading to hours of diarrhea. You know the usual. The usual. That's now, number three. Or, by I'm sorry, the way, that's number four. And I just, I'm just throwing this out here like Tiger Woods does. Right. But why are you getting a salad at a fast food restaurant? Precisely my question. Why? Why would you get a salad at a fast food place? Digame. Like, why are you getting, why are you getting a, a, a salad at a fast food restaurant? It gets worse. That hurts. Okay. Number three, Wendy's. Oh, no. I love Wendy's. Yep. One respondent said, every time I get Wendy's, I feel sick. Another said, Wendy's has declined so much that I don't eat there anymore. And still another person posted, last two times I ate there, I had to throw the food away. Okay, that's not the case. Yeah. I eat at Wendy's far too often every year. (laughs) And I, I, I I mean, you may, it's fast food. You might run into service issues. Okay, Dave's Double is the pimp schnizzle mm-hmm. like it. And I don't know what the pimp's schnizzle is. It's the Tiger Woods of. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Dave's double French fries with a chocolate frosty that you can dip them in. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. Who are we kidding? So that was number three. Okay. Number two, White Castle. Yeah, White Castle sucks. But you knew that going in. I mean, it's White Castle. You're going to get you're going to get the runs. And number one. The leader, McDonald's. Yeah. See, this doesn't surprise me. See, it doesn't surprise me. When we were eating at McDonald's, we only ate breakfast. And we would probably, if I ate there three times a week, I would get two wrong meals in the three times I ate there. Like the drive-thru is a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster. Brutal. Greg Hawkins. Dairy Queen in the Philippines is just the milkshakes and blizzards. No other offerings. Wendy's is absolute trash. Dude, I'm telling you, the Dave's Double... Fries and a chocolate because frosty. Dip the frosty. Dip the fries in the frosty, dude. If you do not orgasm on that in your car by the time you get home, you should go to an ED clinic. 
because it ain't working. Where are we at in society today? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Man, you like it that much, huh? Dude, Dave, the Dave's Double is phenomenal. I often have better experiences at local businesses or local brands, JCWs or, you know. Well, come on. I mean, hires Big H, JCWs. I mean, absolutely. Like, but this is what I say about Super Chicks. You go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George. Those are the two best Super Chicks in the country. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to get a really high quality sandwich and you're going to get a smile and you're going to get great service. If that's the only thing that matters, because I can tell you, I can go to other Super Chicks and get good food, but I'm not getting the service I'm getting. Yeah. Right. So if we're talking about fast food, because I view Super Chicks as fast casual. As I do with five guys. Yes. I rarely have a problem at Wendy's. I I almost never have a problem at JCW's. But like the Wendy's by our house. It, they started changing their hours and we saw well, guys but smoking they, out back once. But and like, they fixed that. But the, they, the pandemic was terrible for fast food. Like you yeah. had labor issues. Yeah. Labor issues. Yeah, man. Right? You yeah. had labor issues. I don't deny that. Yeah. But I know what I'm getting there, right? McDonald's is trash. Yeah. Burger King... Again, they're closing 400 stores not because they can't hire people. It's because they can't make Burger King anymore, right? I, I would be really surprised if Jack in the Box opened here and it was anything but spectacular. Yeah. If you give me a, if you give me a number six, an ultimate cheeseburger, pepper on the burger, dude, it's over. Dude, it's so good. It's over. Yeah. It is over. There is no question. Glenn says, Jack in the Box, I just had the best breakfast biscuit there on Saturdays. Indeed. Truck Stop Gumby, Monty Rant has a solid point. Let's see, where is it? Monty Rant. No one says they eat at McDonald's, but the drive-thru has a line every time I drive. Dude, the one at the district in so South Jordan. Printing. I mean, honest to God, they should just call it the ATM machine. Because that, that place is just over and over again. Yeah. And I, 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 Carl's Jr. across the street went out of business. Warren's <laughs> next door going out of business. Canes, even Canes has fallen way off, right? McDonald's, juggernaut, always, always busy. It, it, I mean, it's life, dude. Yeah, Greg Hawkins, Burger King, they just microwave everything, like Applebee's and Chili's. Chili's does not microwave anything. I used to work there. Uh, Carl's is an underrated gem. Can't wait for Jack in the Box in Saratoga. You, Carl's, I can't do it. Uh, I just can't do it. Ryan Fair. I don't know how Monty isn't uh, offended by this Wendy's hate speech. I am offended by it. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge supporter of the Wendy's brand. I am. Yeah. Maury Alvarez from Florida. The last two times I went to Wendy's, they lost my orders. God. Wendy's was never the same after Dave passed. I like Jollibee in the Philippines, C. Kaufman says. Never been. Truck stop Gumby. Monty never eats fast food, but several times per week at Wendy's. No, never anymore. I don't eat fast food. It sucks. Yeah. You know where I eat when I go out to eat now? Protein Foundry. I, I've i been to Protein Foundry twice this week with Mrs. Monty. Because mm -hmm. she's cracking the rip on my fat ass. There you go. But you know what? I'm losing weight. My pants are too big and my shirts are too big now. And like, yeah, it makes a difference. Yep. Um, you know, you look at, you look at the state of fast food in this country, like it's not good, bro. But if I could, the problem is most yes. of it's not good, but the ones that are good are pristine. I'm telling you, 
We, you, you guys should give Wendy's another shot. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's worth it. All right, two minutes. Can we talk about Robert De Niro and his 79-year-old penis? <laughs> this pisses me off. Robert De Niro had child number seven mm -hmm. at the age of 79. <coughs> Am I the doing? only one who thinks this is despicable? What are you doing? I think this is despicable. I think it's absolutely irresponsible. Here's why. So nine times out of 10, you want to have like, uh, you want to field an entire baseball team? Knock yourself out. Oh, you want all 22? Knock yourself out. Discock. But when you're 79 and you're having your seventh child, and when that child is 20, you're probably dead. Because mm -hmm. how many of us live to be 99? I hope I do. That's wildly irresponsible. Oh, but Monty, he's got all kinds of godfather money, bro. He's um. fine. It's not about, okay, so when your boyfriend breaks up with you when you're 22 and you're heartbroken, how's all that money working? Hey, by the way, when you're battling depression or you're struggling with your grades or you just want a hug from your dad, how's all that money doing? <coughs> this really bothers me. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably making too much of it. Now, you guys know that Bobby D is one of my guys. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. I love this guy. Love him. You've never seen it, but he was phenomenal in, in Godfather. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. I'm telling you, Ronin is one of his best unknown works. Heat. Heat, phenomenal. Raging Bull, phenomenal. Like, there's it, it's never ending with Bobby D. 79 and you're having your seventh child? That's not phenomenal. Yeah, that's a problem, dude. Am I making too much out of this? And I, I feel like I'm going to take a lot of heat on this. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're making too much of it when you start, you know, applying it in real world terms. You know, I think it's a lot of people say, oh, it's cool. You know, he can stay bricked up till he's 80. Like, that's cool. You know, whatever. Right. But like when you start putting it in real world terms. Yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah, I do think it's irresponsible. I do think that that, you know. We, we all as parents want to live under the guise, oh, I'm trying to put my kid in the best position. That is precisely the opposite of what you're doing here. Yeah, totally agree. C. Kaufman, what happened in the elevator? Give me five minutes. That's a can't miss. Uh, Greg Hawkins, poor kid. His dad will be dead by the time he turns 15. That's what I'm saying. Ryan Fair says, Robert is gross, dude. The mental health with this man. Yeah. Kurt Peters, I hope I'm getting this kind of action at his age. Dude, I hope my swimmers are still upstream at this age. Although, candidly, Please. my swimmers ain't got no, you know, clip, clip. Uh, 801 West Valley, way to be there for your child. Exactly. <laughs> Renee Roca, I had a second child at 40, and I'm going to be an old parent. But see, I don't have a problem with that. 40 is different than 78 or whatever the yeah, number is. Yeah, if because when your kid turns 40, you'll only be 80, and you'll probably yeah. still be alive. Yeah. That's fine. You old-ass prune. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Hawkins. Robert De Niro is a legend in Casino and Goodfellas. Top-tier films. Casino yes. was amazing. Yes. Uh, Salty Drunk says, spot on, Monty. Shooter Texas. I had six at 47 and thought that was crazy. There won't be a seventh in our family. Having kids after 50 is just kind of cruel to the kid. High chance they won't have a dad at graduation. See, that's what I'm saying. Facts, dude. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Renee Roca's best film was Taxi Driver. Uh-huh. That's an interesting debate someday. Uh, oh, Bobby is applying it. Yes, he is. Yes. Is that the theme yes, of today's is. show? Is that what we're talking about today? Apparently. Um, Truck Stop Gumby, not a fan of the Bob. Oh, I love Bobby D. Love Bob De Niro. 
Tom, why does this bother you? Kid won't really know his biological dad, but he'll have a good trust fund and last name that gives him a head start, right? But that's why we wind up with dysfunctional Hollywood kids. Because there's something to it. I can tell you that not having a great relationship with my dad, like there are just times where you need somebody to say, hey, you're good, dude. Hey, that's cool. Let's just, what's going on? Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to go golfing with your son and melt down and he tells you you're fat and stupid and you should shut up. You need you're that. You're so fucked. You need that, <laughs> right? You need those moments. Ryan Fair, 80 is the new 40. Is, nah, is not. Nah. Mapes, I can't imagine knowing my dad may not be uh, alive high, at my high school graduation. Well, there you go. The oldest male sibling just becomes the dad. Problem solved, Bobby D. Well, there you go. Mrs. Monty's Burner, not feel, not sure how I feel about the swimmer talk. True. Whatever. Sad, but great movie, Deer Hunter. Oh, so sad. So sad. Money doesn't replace parenting. No, it does not. Katie Rader, Monty. Sorry, big dog. Please go back to college football. <laughs> wow, she called me big dog. Damn. Hit rewind. Go to the front of the show. Uh, okay, last but not least. And Katie, you should probably leave now because this is not going to be college football. So Jake and I generally take a walk, empty the bladder, about 20, 15 minutes before the show. Yeah. Three hours in the seat, try not to go tinkle, tinkle. So today, Jake had to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. So he grabs the moist, flushable wipes. Of course. We head up the elevator, and he's like, oh, dude, it's coming. You know, downward pressure. We're feeling good. We're, 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 we're T minus two minutes till launch. We're good to go. Riding up the elevator. Ding! The door is already open. Ning. So the door starts opening, and Jake just unloads. Building's totally empty. Like, literally, there's no cars in the parking lot. Except for those two dudes up on the fourth floor <laughs> who are getting in the elevator after we get off. <laughs> A loud, Dude. musty fart. <laughs> and these two dudes oh, dude. have no idea what they are walking into. <laughs> I mean, dude, the jokes that you could, I mean, Agent Orange, you name it, the gas and damage to your nostrils. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And the output was fine, too. You were so. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Prodigious. And, and, and you know, so the doors open, let her go. It, and the funny thing was, it never crossed my mind that someone might be outside those doors. I'm like, I don't have any reason to hold this one in. I don't have any reason not to nuke this elevator right now. Oh, and you nuked it. Like, you know, like, what's the problem? You know, so I'm in the middle of nuking this elevator car because I had to, you know, drop the kids off at the pool. And Buddy and Buddy B are just standing there. Talking away. And somehow, someway, they didn't notice. And so we got off and they got on and we have not laughed like that in some time. Dude, it was one of the best things I've ever done, like, in a long time. So now, would you like to thank me? 
For what? Making you eat high fiber cereal every morning. <laughs> yeah, I we, do if like you go the to, cereal. If you go to Harmon's, get a bag of cereal called Heritage Flakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it will tear you up. <laughs> and then today, he had a whole bag of corn, and I had a whole bag of mixed vegetables. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Tomorrow's going to be incredible, dude. And we had high fiber cereal for Brecky. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. That was amazing. It was it was awesome. Um, Shooter Texas says, when you get over 50, you don't trust a fart like that. Just saying, oh, I do all the time. Uh, Carlos, there's nothing wrong with working for UPS. What can Brown do for you? A lot. Uh, Jeff Johnson, the Brown Monty Ghost strikes again. <sighs> Kurt Peters, someone got crop dusted. They did. They did. <laughs> Maury Alvarez, are they still alive? Yes, because of course, Jake didn't consider we had to ride that same elevator back down. Here I am. <laughs> Renee Roca, nuclear missile. Ryan Fair, Jake, quote, it was the ghost. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was the ghost. It was pretty awesome. Renee Roca, I know how to fart. Well, congratulations. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. Now, I never fart, so. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. You know. yeah. uh, Monty Rant says, what happened to the Monty Ghost? We haven't had a sighting in a while. Yeah. Because we're not here after dark anymore because the sun stays up later now. Yeah. And we don't get here at 5 a.m. anymore. Yeah. Thankfully. All right. I guess that's it. Show's over. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business at The Advocates. Appreciate you being here, you guys. Massive show today. If you have not, please, on the way out, hit the like button. We really appreciate that. We need 29, 19 more likes. If you haven't hit the like button, please do. Thanks to all 5,000 of you who watched the show today. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.